Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. However, wherever you're listening, this is episode two of the four-part release special from Root for Wisconsin. I'm Big E, joined once again by Ramsey Thompson in person. Howdy. And joining us again, actually for the first time technically with the release, is the coach Justin Dahl. How's it going? So Justin is in person. We are recording to have some stuff ready for at the launch. So we are back in person here. We're all good to go. Everyone's healthy. Somewhat, yep. That we know Good of, enough. I think. Yep. All right, good enough. Just had to double check. All right. <laughs> All right, so we'll start the show with uh, our typical first segment, and that's what we rooted for this last week. I'll let Ramsey take it from the start here. Maybe Justin. Um, I root for the Packers. Yeah, big win for the big Packers this the weekend. Packers. Clinched the NFC North. Right now have the number one seat thanks to the Eagles beating the Saints. Which I don't think is going to change either, which is... I think we're in a good position. They do control their own destiny at yep. this point to be the number one seed if they win with a win this weekend, regardless of what happens against the Titans. I think that's kind of everybody's bugaboo right now is the the Titans game just because of the fact that they have Derrick Henry and the Packers suck against the run. But regardless, if they take a win this weekend, they do control their own destiny. So, yeah, which is bad, especially big, especially with only having one, uh, one number one seed and one play, uh, one number or shoot, one first round bye. Easy for me to say. Yeah. I just have one question on top of that. What happens if if the Saints lose? Because don't they play Kansas City this weekend? They do play right. Kansas City this weekend. So what happens if does what happens if Green Bay loses and? The they would stay are, the same then, unless... Well, the Rams are a game we, behind, too. Yeah. Oh. So the Rams are right there where... Will we still hold our own destiny, then? I yeah. believe so, yeah. Okay. If the Saints lose. If the Saints lose because we have the tiebreaker head-to-head over them, we would we would control our destiny still, I believe. Yeah. All right, Justin, so I'll turn that over to you. So Rams are rooted for the Packers this week. Uh, big win, like I said, NFC North division title. Second back-to-back, playoff berth, fun, all the nine yards. Mm-hmm. Justin, how about you? I think the thing that I'm rooting for, just because we can stop talking about it, we don't have to bring this topic up, that Giannis is here for another four years, at least four years. He's signed a five-year max, super max deal, made him the richest contract in NBA history. I just, I'm I'm glad the narrative is going to change about that and that we don't have to listen to Speculate for a whole another year yet. Won't he? And then we can move on and, and see what we need to do to uh, surround him better and build the team as we go forward to get there. Maybe by getting rid of Chris Middleton? I don't agree, but we'll do that <laughs> later. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Rams on this one. Probably get rid of Chris Middleton, but regardless. What I rooted for this week, um, I was going to take the that Bucks signing Giannis contract. Um, Sorry. I'm going to go Badger basketball. I'm not going to say Badger football because yeah. no, they're, they're a hot dumpster fire right now. and. Oof. Um, Joe Rudolph is a terrible play caller. Oh, it's, it's brutal. Ugh. So I'm not going to go there. We're gonna, we'll maybe get to that in a few moments here. Um, but I, I'll say Badger basketball. They rebound from that Marquette loss pretty well and are really doing kind of their own thing. We saw last night uh, at the time of recording here that Loyola win. It was frustrating the first eight minutes or so. And then from there, you really saw the Badgers just do their thing come out with a win we have some a lot of sports to hit this weekend so we'll get to that a little bit later new segment episode two here oh boy something ramsey and i are really excited for we're calling it the t-h-n-o-t-w segment aka the tyler hero noogie of the week award 
Noogie of the Week Award. And All Ramsey, right. why are we doing the Noogie? Because I lost a shit ton of money on the girls' basketball game. <laughs> that We'll get to that in a second. You bet against us? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but as Ramsey and I have known, and as I think almost every man would agree, there is nothing more demeaning, more humiliating than a Noogie. Oh. Or Swirly. I think a noogie's worse because yeah. a swirly usually takes more than one person. Yeah, no, there's just there's just nothing more yeah. emasculating armpit, than a noogie. Armpit facing the armpit kind of noogie. It's just one yeah. man overpowering you. Just one man squishing on the squishing ear. Squishing your yeah. ear. You've got a face full of armpit. That's terrible. That's terrible. News. And you're getting your head just railed on by some. I knuckles. agree. Nobody ever wants to be the noogie. So we each decided, and by each of us, I mean me and Ramsey were going to surprise yeah, you. I'm going to say, I have no idea what the <laughs> hell's going on here. We decided that we were going to name each week our, our Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week Award. Obviously, I'll start here with the initial recipient, Tyler Hero. Um, the guy, to me, I, I can't stand him. I think he's a tool. Not just for ditching on Wisconsin, which whatever. Some people will say he did the better career decision because Wisconsin doesn't get one-and-dones. I think it's a tool move because he's if he's got the talent, he's going to be a one-and-done anyway. And then mostly from the NBA Finals, where the dude was like 3 of 12 or something like that in the fourth quarter, or from three-point, hits one three-pointer and does a stupid like mean mug snarl. That just made him look constipated. Yeah. I'm like, that deserves a noogie. That dude deserves a noogie. So that's my uh, noogie of the week award. Ramsey. I was just kidding about the losing the money. That's why we gave up on it. Up was that. Um, Are you kidding um, me? On the last episode, you were mentioning playing the rivalry game against Surring. And if everything went right, you kind of promised us a 30, 40 point win. Yeah. And that was single digits, wasn't it, bud? Yeah, it was. Uh, we went into halftime with a with a healthy lead, and uh, came out of halftime, and we just stalled. And not flat, huh? not that we're gambling on high school girls basketball. A, because it's illegal, and B, I don't know if we could find a bookie who would take our money. Well, but well. Ramsey owes me twenty bucks now because <laughs> we bet the spread. We set the spread conservatively because we kind of split what you said. You said if they don't play their game, ten point game. Yeah. If you if they play their game thirty, yeah. So Rams and I kind of set it at fifteen points, jokingly. So he owes me, a, let's just say, a case of beer because we can't actually talk about betting in Wisconsin. Sure. Um, of course we're totally kidding about that too. Yeah. But I digress. So Ramsey jokingly had you as the Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week award. Yeah. Um, uh, certainly should. Um, I I think we'll do better. As this is not a around, this but... is not a knock on Jill at basketball no, by the way. I have... this, we we actually so after we recorded last week we had a pretty in depth conversation with you about you know basketball and how Ramsey kind of came to the conclusion that we could sit here and talk basketball with you all day. It's the, one of my favorite parts of the week. Well, um, I appreciate it. And that. we want we we definitely want to sit and watch some film with you one day or another. Yeah. But, um. So yeah. So I jokingly you that's were the, to be honest that's the worst part of coaching. Really? What? Watching film. I hate watching film. You have two film coordinators right yeah, here. Yeah, I know. I just I hate <laughs> I hate watching it just because as a coach you get so pissed off. Oh, about it, you know? I never looked at it from that point oh, of view. I man. bet. Yeah. So, jokingly, I'll give Ramsey the floor here for his actual Tyler Hero Nugget of the Week award. Do you have any? Do you have a Nugget of the Week? Well, I was using Justin. Um, if you go to Justin, come back. I will definitely have one. Okay, Justin. I'll go. I'll go with uh, what is is it Dan Bailey? 
the the kicker from the Vikings. <laughs> Dan Bailey. He, he deserves a nugget. Jesus, man, how many kicks are you gonna miss? For crying out loud, you're a professional kicker. Uh, it's almost like they're almost like verging on the Bears. Now I'm curious, Justin. Do you by chance have some like, I guess something riding on Dan Bailey? See, so like your fantasy kicker or something like that? Not at all. I am. Uh, I actually have Joey Sly, who has the best guns for a kicker in the game. Okay, that's so, fair. But Dan Bailey, I mean, you leave ten points on the on the on the. See, I was kind of in Tampa. Yeah, in yeah, Tampa. Nice field. A game that you could have won. Good weather. A game that they could have won to stay in the playoff contention. Yeah. You know. Knocks him out of the playoff spot right now. I'm not mad about it, so I'm kind of curious that you went there with your nookie of the week, but now the dude sucks, so I'm, I'm right there with you. You can't miss those kicks, <laughs> man. Two extra points? No, it was one extra point and three field goals. It was ten points on the board. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And they lost by... They lost by... They ended up losing by 12, but that was also kind of a garbage field goal at the end you from Tampa Bay. Sucks. Um, because sucks. I, they had one point... Fuck the Vikings. Tampa Bay was up <laughs> only nine, so they would have had the lead if he just made his you kicks. Know, it makes it... On the flip side, it makes you appreciate how good Mason Crosby has been for so long. I Mason Crosby this week, waving off the punt team, waving off Matt Lafleur, saying, "Nah, get the fuck I out got of this. Here. Get the Gee. fuck out of here. I'm gonna make this." 50 Can we talk about something for a second, though? Of course. I think everyone at this table, at one point or another, has tried to kick a field goal. Yeah, that's that's true. It is incredibly hard. No, it if is. you have never done it. It is one of the harder things. Pat to do. McAfee said on his show multiple times this week that it is like one of the most nerve wracking things. And once you miss one, you're probably missing a lot of them that game because it's just a oh, mental thing. It is. I'm not trying to give Dan Bailey the out here because, you know, that's that's your job at that point. Yeah, we're not professional pickers. Yeah. However, as an amateur, when, remember when Chicago was doing that thing where they had Jeez. those people kicking the field goal, the 35-yarder? Yo, after the Cody, the Cody Parkey double doink? Yeah. And yes. they, they, the Goose Island Brew Company had people come out and try to kick field goals in front of the brewery? Yep. It's incredibly hard. If you haven't, grab a football, go to your local high school field, high school field try to kick a 35-yarder. It is not easy. No, it's and, definitely not. This, not. this is not to shit on Dan Bailey in that aspect. What he does is hard. It's nothing. It's nothing that any of the three of us could probably do at this point. Well, but I got I mean, thick thighs, you know. I mean, got a little cannon down there. I you, sound, it sounds like we have a video coming up you, this summer. You are talking about swivel hips, doll. Here, <laughs> just we don't know about that yet. That is a special down. recording. I'm just. It's a special down, recording. Right. Oh, okay. Fast feet, doll. Then. Yeah, fast feet, doll. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I I would I think we can make a video of this this summer because I would I'd be willing to bet that each of you. Could not make three of ten from thirty-five yards. Oh, I was just saying one. Do thirty-five. One one. I mean, let's make it realistic. How about like twenty yards? I think I can make a twenty-yarder. I think I can make a twenty-yarder. I think so. But if we're talking thirty, a thirty-five-yarder. Thirty but I bet you, I bet you from twenty yards, five out of ten. Okay, we have some content to go with this summer. So, we got Dan Bailey. I got a sweet big ass garage. You guys can come up to to Gillette. And then after after we all embarrass ourselves on the football field, we can go and... I'm not going it. to embarrass myself because I'm sure I'm saying I probably can't do it. I think I can. I think I hit a 35-yarder. One of one. I'm, I'm only hitting one. I mean, walk out there, hit the 35-yarder, and walk back. You're calling your shot one of one? One of one. All right. We got content this summer, boys. There it is. We have a video series coming up this summer, the kickoff bet, the Dan Bailey bet. We'll call it the Dan Bailey bet. The Dan Bailey bet. I like it. All right. So we got that. So, Ramsey, we'll come back to you. Nookie of the week. Um, I got sidetracked with the Dan Bailey conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one. I'm Can I tag in for a second one? Yeah. I'm going to go with Joe Rudolph, the offensive coordinator of the oh, Badgers. Yeah, oh, my God. God. 
Don't even get this. That was the. F- I messaged in the group chat. I was just angry. No, I was so watching it just crumble. I, just, I, I don't understand the logic of what, what, you know. At least when Christ was was uh, calling the plays, we would take some shots. Yeah. No. Well, the take problem, some shots down the field to the stretch problem, the defense. The problem I have with Joe Rudolph, as we got uh, the Korgs in the background here, making their appearance, their debut on the Rupert Wisconsin show. The Korgs in the background here. Um, no, but in all seriousness, like, my problem with Joe Rudolph as a whole is that to if you look at Wisconsin football as a whole, what's made them great is that they run first, Establish a run that opens up play action, opens up the field. Granted, you're sitting there, you don't have your, let's just say their top running back in Jalen Berger. Yep. He's out with COVID. Yep. You don't have your top two wide receivers. That hurts. That hurts no a doubt lot. About it. And you have a freshman quarterback who, even with, you know, he starred in the first two games and has kind of struggled since. Mm-hmm. You And it's just, it's just the nature of the beast. You have a freshman quarterback who you're relying on at this point right now to throw almost 30, 40 passes a game. Yeah. That is not a recipe for success in the Big Ten. No. Um, it's just so frustrating because everything, when you're relying on him to throw passes, you're you're relying on him to throw in into a box that already has nine guys in it already. Yeah, because they're not, they're not buying the run. Yes. So you sit there, you have to establish the run to open up the passing game with any offense. Right. That's something that the Packers struggled with for so long before they had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams because defense was just key. It's clear that Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball again. Mm-hmm. And then they drop everybody back in coverage. You rush three or four, and there's nothing that they can do. So Graham Mertz, while, I mean, he's not completely blame free. You know, he's in the spotlight. It's his job. Yep. Essentially, I mean, he's still a stu- student first. Yeah. Fuck the NCAA. Student yep. first, but his his role is to be the starting quarterback. So you get the pressure that comes with being the starting quarterback. Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm kind of giving him a pass on this because he's been set up the last three games. He has not been put in a good position. No. So no big big uh yeah, Joe Rudolph deserves a nugget and a half. Yep. Well even got do we talk about the goal line right at the end of the game? Not yet. No, go ahead. Did, what was it? Three passes in a row? Three passes in a row from the, the five yard line. They didn't run the ball once. To at least the keep closest, the defense honest. I mean, let's... The closest they did to a run was that shovel pass they did earlier in the game. Which, I mean, great. It works mm-hmm. occasionally, but mm-hmm. you can't do that at the five-yard line. Yeah, I didn't run the ball once. No. We have... There's a great offensive line in Madison right now. And there's they, always a great offensive line in Madison. Like, they, I'm, not, I'm not trying to diminish what you're saying, but they're linemen you. Let's mm-hmm. be real. So let's try running the ball at least once. I, if you want to pass it twice after that... Run on first down. Keep everyone honest. Or even second, run, pass first down, run second down. Either way. I'm good with either one. Yeah. Well, you just have to, I mean, with the notion that you're going to go for it on all four downs, run it, pass first, and then run it on the next two downs. Or even you know? an RPO. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I just thought, I thought the play calling sucked. Uh, then you then you went into a Wildcat situation with Groshek. And Which, to be fair, he was he was a, an emergency uh, quarterback. He yeah. played quarterback in high school. The arm was there. a great quarterback in high school. Yeah. It's just... It's not his role. Ugh. No, big... Yeah, so Tyler Hero, Justin Dahl, Dan Bailey, and Joe Rudolph are our Nuggies of the Week. <laughs> so that said, uh, we'll move on to the next thing. As you're listening to this, we're in episode two of the four-part special. We've got some guests coming up. We're also going to hit our raffle. Mm. Our raffle, we are deciding to give away a signed Packers jersey. 
Um, going to be Aaron Jones to start with. We we kind of done a little switcheroo here with Aaron Jones being an impending free agent. We said, you know, if we're going to give his jersey away, we should probably do it at least while he's a Packer. Yeah. So to win that jersey, to be eligible to win that jersey, you need to like and follow our page Facebook, like and follow on Twitter, and to receive an entry, you need to share the video and retweet the tweet. Yep. Pretty simple. Yep. And, you know, if you comment on the stuff and say comment that you did it, and your favorite parts of the early episodes here, maybe we'll throw a bonus entry in for you too. Yep. So for sure. that jersey is sponsored by Riverwood Gallery and Mean Your True Value of Jilt, Wisconsin. Shout out Mean Your True Value and Riverwood Gallery. Shout out Mitch Minger. Great people. Great need people. Any memorabilia, hit them up and so love we're, them. We're hitting that right away. So be sure to check that out on our Facebook page, our Twitter page. It's root, R O O T, the number four, and Wisconsin. Root for Wisconsin at Root for Wisconsin, Facebook.com slash Root for Wisconsin. Check it out. Enter your chance to win a Aaron Jones jersey. We'll have maybe another one coming up a little bit later, uh, a couple months in. But for sure, we'll start off with that Aaron Jones jersey to start off with. So we'll get to that. Before we get in the main discussion um, for the episode here today, one more thing just to kind of touch base and everything uh, that we didn't really get a chance to talk about our week that was. Bucks resign Giannis, big move. Uh, nothing really doing on the Brewers' front, so we'll kind of pass off on them. We talked enough about the Badgers here. Uh, no, I, I want to go back and talk. Uh, big move for the Bucks. You know, I don't know what took so long. I mean, it's probably just the dotting of the I's, crossing the T's on the contract. But I'm betting that it was that fourth-year opt-out clause in it. That's probably I'm it. I'm sure there was some some snaggle there because if you're – Why would you even fight that, though? If that's what the, that's what the hang-up was – Sign the MVP. It's simple. So whatever he wants, sign him. Get him what he needs. Well, well and the thing with signing the contract is it's it's a very non. I mean, it's it's this is what we can offer you. This is the most you're gonna get from a team mm-hmm. at all. So it's just like I said, crossing the eyes, dotting the t's. You know, crossing the yeah. eyes. Well, I think that says a lot about Giannis, though. I mean, he could have went anywhere in the league he wanted to go. Oh no! Right and. It, Arguably had more talent around him. Wherever, whatever destination he would have chose to go to was, I can't think of one that was kind of rumored that would have less talent than Milwaukee currently. That's fair. I'll, I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, it was Miami, possibly Golden State, possibly LA. Either LA team, really. Houston. But Houston. Well, depending on what they do with James Harden, but um, no, did absolutely. You see, did you see the the photo? Of I did. Him? Oh. <laughs> Holy James got layoff. James uh, Soften, if you ask me. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. <laughs> Looking nah. like Coach Dahl on the side. Or Ramsey fucking. Almost too many, like a cheese, beers this last week. Yeah. Cheeseburger Eddie out there. Uh, like uh, that first picture of uh, Eddie Lacey. Hard got. burgers. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah. So, touch base on that. Another, like I said, you know, we talked about it already. Great win for the Packers. So, that brings us to our main discussion for the episode here today. Um, the XFL. We decided we're going to take a stab at here. And first, we're going to start with why it hasn't worked, how it can work going forward with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and just to kind of tie it in here locally, you know, root for Wisconsin, we're Wisconsin-based. The best Wisconsin city for an XFL team, where it could work, you know, one thing about um, Wisconsin is not just do we have, you know, some of the top-tier uh, pro teams, the Bucks, Packers, and Brewers at this point, we have some damn good minor league teams in the state. You know, just you look at them, Wisconsin Herd and Oshkosh, mm-hmm. The Wisconsin Timber Rattlers in Appleton, um, to a lesser extent, the Beloit Snappers down in Beloit, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and then the Milwaukee Admirals in the AHL. You know, there's a lot of minor league sports going on here too, or 
developmental second leagues, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, also, the Northwoods League is one of the premier uh, summer league teams in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got so many teams here between uh, Wisconsin Rapids, Green Bay with Booyah, bunch of teams on that front there too. And I, I only named two, but there's a bunch of them here. Uh, Fond du Lac Dock Spiders, you know. Speaking of the Booyah, uh, did we talk about Mark Stogan? Just yeah, we, can, them we can get into that the quick. Other day. That's big news out of... Out of Green Bay? Yeah, I mean, the guy who owns Festival Foods ends up buying a local team. and The Northwoods League team? Yeah, he's a big sports guy, too, so it's yeah. going to be good for business. That's a good well, investment in the city of Green Bay. I did not know this. Um, well, but yeah. it's, it's pending sales still, correct? Yeah, oh. I believe so. But It's not quite finalized yet. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. And then also, you just look at an even smaller level, the USHL is the top um, high school slash early college level development hockey league in the country. Yeah. Um, they've got a bunch of teams here in Wisconsin. I think Team USA is actually based out of Wisconsin. Uh, the Green Bay Gamblers, as well as the Madison Capitals. So, you know, a bunch of development, you know, just great sports in Wisconsin as a whole. You know, we talked last week about Time and Jeske and some of the, just the dirt track racing, how there's kind of running through Wisconsin right now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to hit up best, most likely city, probably Milwaukee or Green Bay, but just probably the best city. Um, you know, taking kind of like, you know, TV money out of it because it's going to be like a national deal anyway. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So first, we'll start with the XFL. Um, why hasn't it worked so far? Uh, I'll start with Justin because this was his topic today. Well, I think uh, first a little recap is is that um, The Rock, a, a group led by The Rock, had bought the XFL out of bankruptcy for, what was it, $25 million? I it wasn't that much. Yeah. It was surprisingly low. Yeah, after Vince McMahon had stuck over half a billion dollars into it right um i think for me and this was the biggest reason as to why and it doesn't have to be the xfl it could be the alliance of american football it could be whatever whatever league you want to talk about but the premise of when these leagues have been started is that there is one owner across eight teams Okay. Yep. To start. And when you have one person or one group funneling that much money into eight different uh, entities to make it work, that's a recipe for disaster. Right. I think what the XFL should do is that they could start it, but they need to sell these, these teams to different owners and put the onus on the owners to to establish um, a way of business for each group. That is that is the model. I mean, you look at any successful. You look. I mean, just look at the three major sports: MLB, NFL, or NBA. Outside of Green Bay, all those teams have a single owner. By the way, $15 million, not 25 Oh, okay. So even less, but yeah, surprisingly right. low you know, before it could go to auction. So tell me that there's not a millionaire in in each of these cities, wherever you want to go, that's not going to spend 3 to $5 million to buy this franchise that could be a huge investment. And for those guys, you know, if they're willing to invest in that, that's probably just a tax write-off for them anyways. So to me, that's the model for success 
for for a league to keep growing instead of just stuffing it all on one side of the pocket and hoping that it works. Well, I think, I mean, if we go back to the original XFL, um, originally with Vince McMahon directly funded by WWE, I mean, they had WWE wrestlers. They had It was so gimmicky mm-hmm. that it kind of lost the experience that was supposed to be football and became more of here's wrestling with some football, yeah. which wasn't a terror. I mean, it was probably great on TV. I was four years old, so I really can't say it was great on TV, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a great idea for more of an entertainment value more than, say, a football product. Right. And I think that's where they, they kind of missed out on then Yeah, was just the fact that it, it went, you know, it was so gimmicky and then they couldn't um, really maintain that and they wanted to change, make all these changes and then it just belly flopped and, you know, so then it, so that's 2000 before 2001. I mean, really the, the reason it didn't work this time, I mean, if we're being dead honest about it, it was COVID. I think COVID killed the XFL this time. Well, right, but on the same, that kind of makes my point is it's one entity that needs right. to funnel all of these eight franchises to to keep these guys at work, as to where if each one of them had an owner, they they might have already made their money back by the time COVID hit. No, right, I I agree. To well, to keep it alive, I think the XFL has a identity problem too, where. If we're being honest, right, it's not... They want to make it a development league. Yeah. But the last two development leagues that have tried to start without the main league backing them... Without the Shield. Without... Well, even look at the G League, right? The G Mm -hmm. League got rebranded. G League is great for the NBA because it gives them a place to send developmental players that Mm -hmm. are going to be... Not necessarily stars. Your stars aren't going there. Well, it keeps players here instead of having to go overseas. It keeps players here. Which, what... That's what LeVar Ball was trying to do with his league that he started up, too, a couple years back. He was trying to make an alternative in America than going to the NCAA, right? Right. Where the issue with the XFL is now is that the NFL and NCAA are in bed together where you're not going to have the support of the NFL supporting the XFL. Mm-hmm. So the XFL runs into issues where it has to fund itself. And then you're going to have to convince players of talent for people to watch that this is a viable league. So would the XFL work? Yes. I think Justin's idea would be great by having Eight having hours. funding for it, which is, might be what The Rock's trying to do. Yeah. We don't really know. They haven't really talked much about it. Right. But I think they bought the entity, and they're going to hold on to the entity, and they're going to figure out something to do with it, right? They went by it for no reason. They did already announce that they were going to be back for the 2022 season. So 2021, you get your year to kind yeah. of figure your shit out. Um, but now, you know, now if you think about it, now would be the time to start selling these entities. Get your fifteen yep. million dollars back. The Rock can remain as the commissioner or whatever, or, or keep ten ten percent yeah. of each team. Yep. You know? you know, I even think they had a great kind of thing set up with uh, and or Andrew Luck's dad. Be I think he was the commissioner of it originally. Yeah. I think this still last is. time. He still. Um, is. I think they had. I think they would have had a great if COVID doesn't hit, and you you have to stop everything. You stop the TV money. If that doesn't hit, I think you have a good enough product to come back for this season, barring, you know, shutting down everything like that. Um, so I don't think they go bankrupt, but I think, you know, as Justin's talking about, you did have that single entity owning it, and once shit hit the fan, it really hit the fan mm-hmm. because there's only one investor there. Um, so, the, yeah, that became a problem, but I do also think that they were running it 
in a lot of ways the right way with the only real exception i mean they had talent they had different things they were trying out for on the sideline um like for you know media access and stuff like that it was really just a different product and you know they they always try to say oh it's not a developmental league it's not a developmental league it's not associated with the nfl the nfl was putting rules in place for it to be directly you know this is what we want to try out you know like i said there's different factors like that so i think that was very nice to have um i think it would have been nice if they could have done with what the AA or the American Alliance or the Alliance of American Football, whatever the mm-hmm. hell they called it, um, where they actually had like direct affiliates where, you know, this team has these players under contract for the Packers. Like the NFL Europe used to. Yes. Be. Yep. I think that yep. would have been a nice touch that they could have had some money funneled in from the NFL in that regard. Mm-hmm. Because I think the other big thing that became, you know, when COVID was kind of shutting stuff down is that you're trying to pay these players with a single source of income where at least in the AAF before they went belly up right away too, they were, you know, you could at least have the, some of the contract money coming from the NFL teams. Like, okay, this is our developmental, you know, they already do have development contracts mm-hmm. that they'll sign, say January, February um, with different players. And if you could funnel some of that money just to pay players where it's not the onus on that, and you can just kind of take that, that revenue that comes in the door comes in from the TV money and you, like you said, you have the investors there. I think that sets things up a lot better. Well, I think one of the other things that's going to run the XFL, they want to run it in the springtime, right? I mean, that's a tough time for America to convince to watch football again. You just go after an NFL season, which is with pre well, really, we start talking August to February. End of July with training camp, August through early February, yeah. And that's a pretty long season. And then you're going to start again running the XFL again. And you're going to do it during the middle of what's traditionally college basketball. Like, that's the big time of the year for college basketball. So, getting ready. The NBA playoffs are starting to heat up a little bit. Granted, those things aren't as big as football yeah. in America right now. But they're bigger than the XFL. I think if you're going to be I the XFL, yeah. I, th- I think you have to go one of two routes. And then just to kind of piggyback on what Ramsey said, you either have to go as soon as the NFL season stops, just so that Americans are already tuned in for Sundays, you know, really, the only thing kind of going on at that point is regular season, end of regular season NBA, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's good TV. Mm-hmm. Um, end of college basketball and the conference tournaments kind of starting up. And the beginning of the NASCAR season, which not to take away from any of those. But if you're going to hit the ground running, you want people programmed to watching football on Sunday, you've either got to start right away or you got to wait till like May. Yep. Just slightly after the draft. That way you also have talent coming in. Um after the draft players who went undrafted, they have an option to go to the XFL, which, you know, you can say you can go to the NFL, be an unsigned rookie, go to training camp, or, or at the very least money. you can come come to the XFL, be a player here, you know, maybe sign a two-year two contract. Because I think that was another problem the XFL ran into is there was no out if you want to get signed by an NFL team, where, like, the AAF had that out right away, where if you get signed, hey, you can, you can ditch this contract, go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Where the XFL was planned to, no, you're signing a three-year deal, you're here. I think that deterred some guys from playing right away too. Yep. Um, one quick thing I want to mention here that there is some hype, you know, just with a, a player, a favorite of Ramsey and mine in the fan choice football, like the FCFL, uh, kind of being, I guess not sponsored or run by Bob Mennery. The guy does all the fun uh, commentary videos, but he's okay. kind of backing it on Instagram and promoting it. Johnny Menzel might make another one more football comeback. Good. In the fan choice football league. Mm. So, um, you know, way lesser extent than the XFL or anything like yeah. that. But 
Um, I just wanted to touch base on it's that. It's always too. good to see Money Manziel running around, throwing bombs, slinging dimes, and money uh, signs. Money signs. But no, I I think that was a big um, big thing with the XFL that, like I said, maybe hindered players from wanting to sign an XFL contract because they know that they're going to be there for three years. Yeah. If you're going to be like a quote unquote spring league minor league, I think you have to have a, an opt out or uh, if you you know if you get the attention of an NFL team. And that's, I think, where that developmental contract comes in right away. That yeah, kind of gets you your out right there. I think I think they have it right. I think you're on to something there with the contracts and the uh, availability to NFL teams. But I think the timing of what they do is right. Um, just take a little pause from football. And we know Americans that we just consume football like crazy. And I don't think that it has to be on Sundays because... Um, well, we're seeing the NFL be successful with Tuesday games, Wednesday, Wednesday games. games. You know, you got Maction college football right. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, yeah. which... yeah, I, no, I think the only that. night you stay away from is Friday night because nobody I, wants to watch football on a Friday night. Throw an NFL game on, I bet it still gets ratings. Right, so. right, the NFL. <laughs> no, right. But... Nobody's gonna, you know, if you're sitting at home on an, on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night, and and uh, the XFL's on. Well, it's either that or. But we even saw success with even NASCAR. People want fire department live sports. New York or whatever. Yeah, right. People want live sports during the week. NASCAR had success running primetime races. Absolutely, over at and Arlington. I think they should stay that way. Yeah, I do too. Want stay. no testing, no, you know, fuck the qualifying. Well, they are Just, staying with that for next yeah. year. Yeah, and I think you know, two two races a week. They could cut. They could cut it down from thirty six weeks. Yep. It's just. I'd also be a big fan, though, if they ran NASCAR on Saturday night, like, exclusively, like, night races. That'll never happen. I know it won't happen, minus, like, maybe the Daytona 500. I know it yeah. won't happen, but I'd be a big fan of it. I mean, there's just something different about watching Some, a race at night, you know, versus during so the day. just so worried about taking away from local tracks. And, well, then, and, right, and I get that. Um, and that's why they'll never do it. Yeah. But I do think that would be... I mean, that's almost the allure of going to the local track is, okay, it's not Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit here and commit three or four hours mm-hmm. to watching a, a race right. on Sunday afternoon. But I can go to the local track, sling some beers around with the boys, mm-hmm. and uh, spend two, three hours here at the racetrack Saturday night. But I think adjustments on about moving one race throughout the week, I mean, I think that's that's be great to get eyes on the sport, too, because NASCAR ratings have been down traditionally for the last few years. Everyone's ratings have been down a little bit, but... NASCAR made a pretty decent comeback this past year. They had a big year. Well, they were also the only sport going for a while, you know? Um, No, I think Tuesday would probably be a good day for both NASCAR and the XFL. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, if you even look at, you know, if you kind of get into summer months, you're really only your competitions, baseball, which I know you guys are fine with. But, you know, regular season baseball, you know, or, you know, eight weeks of XFL. I'll I'll turn an XFL game and have, like, baseball going on my phone or something like that. I'm a huge baseball. Baseball is one of my true loves. But I'll probably turn an XFL game over, you know, Brewers regular It's good football. Tuesday. I mean, you look you look at the guy who is likely going to win the, probably the MVP of the XFL. He's the backup quarterback in Carolina now, yeah. you know. Yep. He was playing good football. He, he He's played good football filling in for, for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so, I mean, why wouldn't you turn in? And that's the thing. We just Tune gotta, in. It just has to be a, we have to get people to make that. It has to be a developmental league that people don't think of as a developmental league. Well, either that or just acknowledge what it is, you know. It's kind of like the thing that they ran into this last time was, okay, 
we're a professional league, you know, we're not going to be a developmental league. And then you turn it on, it's like, okay, we've had, you know, five straight three and outs here and duck pass, lame, you know, wobbly duck passes mm-hmm. and, and missed reads that, you know, probably most people couldn't throw themselves and see, but you're sitting there watching because you're so used to the XFL right. or the NFL, excuse me, which is, it feels slower than like an NFL game or even like a good college game. I think you just got to wear what it is. It's like, we're, we're not the NFL. Right. We're going to be probably a step below that and just own that. And either, like I said, be a developmental league straight up. It's, uh, it's the or... marketability and, and you need to have, and you need to have these single owners who are going to say, I want that guy. And maybe that team has a salary cap, but I want that guy. And if it takes me to pay him, you know, let's say it's it's Boyle, our backup quarterback. TBLS, Tim yeah. Boyle Laser Show. The, laser Show. He may, well, I don't know what he's making, $875,000 in, in the NFL. We can look that up. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> but if, if, you know, let's say we have our own Wisconsin franchise. Mm-hmm. And that owner looks at him and will say it's the guy who owns Menards and says, I want that guy. I'll pay him $3 million. Poor spot track. Uh, Tim Boyle's contract, three years, uh, $1.7 million. So over the course of a season, um, he's in his last year under contract right now. He's making $750,000 yeah. with a $2,000 mil- $2, signing bonus. Right. So if if there's a guy out there that says, well, I'll pay him $3 million because yep. he could throw a tight spiral and he could throw the fucking ball on time. Uh, the word you're looking for is Tim Boyle Laser Show. There That's you what go. they call him. Right laser there. Show. That is the greatest like single, like not even like a nickname, but but just the greatest thing I've ever heard. That, by the way. I like swivel hips. That, well. We don't know about that yet. Shush. And, and <laughs> so that is the theory behind why I think for the XF, for them to market themselves, however the hell they want to market themselves, they need to sell off their franchises to owners. Well, you just to kind of go with the Tim Boyle example here. How great would it be if, you know, the Packers draft Jordan Love here and you know he's not going to be your true number two? Say, hey, you know, we got this number one draft pick. Um, he's not going to play this year because we've got, you know, we do have our number three or number two and our number one pretty well established here. Jordan Love, why don't you go get some snaps? You know, go play in the XFL. Or flip that around You say, okay, here's our first-round draft pick. We don't necessarily want him going to get hurt. TBLS, go play for uh, John Menard's team down down south. You know? Right. And then keep... And, and keep that development contract, as I mentioned. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with that. But if, you know, if you're taking them, then pay them, too, you know? So, Rock, if you're listening, we got some ideas, bud. Hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up, Dwayne. Shit, I just spent all my good ideas, Rocky. I mean, you could call it Big E and, and Ram Ram Jam here, and but we'll no, these are this is the the intellectual property of uh, Root for Wisconsin. Where it's for a team entity. The franchises. Yeah. This is a team Get effort. Owners have some bush lights in the garage, and we can yeah. you know talk about ping talk pong shop. Yeah, ping pong. Whatever you want to do. You I come like on ping over. Pong. You like ping pong? I like ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really <laughs> serious about that shit, though. I'm a I'm a true blue ping pong player. I'm quick, like, like quick wrist ever, doll. You watch them. You watch. <laughs> you watch. You watch them uh, on the uh, Olympics. And, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, hold on. Yeah, no, I no, can totally on. beat those hold guys. No, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First up in the video with two this fucking is, hands. Not, and I, I don't. Wait, who the hell watches ping pong at the Olympics? No, hold me? on. That's not even what I'm getting at here. Me? Are you kidding me? How the me? fuck did you pronounce that Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody sub- should be uh, subject to their O face. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show, Justin. Damn it. Sorry. The Olympics. Got the Olympics. I watched them on the Facebook. Oh, fucking Justin. Watch the ping pongs. <laughs> watch the ping pongs on God the Facebook of the Olympics. Fuck yeah. That's some southern yeah. shit, Justin. Oh yeah. Crush some bush lights. This is root for Wisconsin, Yatter Head. Dirt pong. Not the fucking South, Justin. Got that dirt pong going. Quick wrist doll. See, I bunch of. Bullshit. I gotta get the shoulder shrugs going. Warm up my ping pong arm. God damn it! God, Jesus. Anyways, that, that be XFL real. sell the franchises. Move on. All right, so we'll wrap the, that discussion up here. As we're approaching about forty-one minutes. You know, I have a great topic for nine minutes of content. We can do that, but I got we got one more thing to cover here. That being, which Wisconsin city, you know, like I said, we've got, you know, we've got Beloit with the snappers, which, you know, I root for Wisconsin, but, uh, never fucking going to Beloit again. No, no, honest to God. So the thing that really sold, so quick story, uh, my buddy Aaron and I, when, cause the Tim Brattlers are the Brewers minor league affiliate, um, Chris Davis, crush Davis was on a rehab stint with the Brewers or with the Tim Brattlers. Um, and it was over the 4th of July weekend. Uh, the T-Rats are playing two games in Beloit, two games in Appleton. The two games that were in Appleton were the fourth and the fifth, and it was like a Friday-Saturday type deal. So we're like, oh, we get, you know, got shit going on. Mm-hmm. Let's take Thursday off, which we're going to you know, be out of work anyway. Let's head down to Beloit. First of all, that is a hike and a half from Jill, Wisconsin. Truly. I, I, I think because it's just south of Madison, it's a hike and a half. You're is right... It- you are right on the Wisconsin Illinois border. Madison's only like, it's two hours on change from Green Bay. It's like three and change from Gillette. It's not really a hike. Well, hear me out though. Uh, I mean, hold on. You're not going to Minnesota or something like that. Hear me out though. Play some ping Hear me pong. out. Hear me out. <laughs> so this is Too dead right. of summer, construction everywhere. We have no idea where we're going, and there's a lot of construction. So a lot of detours. We had to take down these back ass country roads. That Siri was taking us down. So is that what you hate, Beloit? No, no, no. We're we're getting there yet. So just like I said, a hike and a half to get there. They have since they're working on building a new stadium. Their stadium, I've played in high school fields in northeast Wisconsin here that were better than that. Like the the field and the parking lot. They didn't have a parking lot. They're a minor league baseball team with no parking lot. We you had to park in the field? streets. You parked in the streets <laughs> along the baseball field. I've like I said, I've played high school baseball yeah. in northeastern Wisconsin here, which is not known by oh. any stretch of the imagination for high school baseball. No. I played in better fields and better that had better facilities than the Beloit Snappers used to. And granted, like I said, I haven't been there since I know they're doing a rebuild and remodel. Worse conditions than a lot of high school stadiums here in northeastern Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Got a snack delivery over here. Love it. This is clutch. This is is this is this uh, Mrs. Thompson or or yeah. Ms. Thompson or uh, Mrs. Meteor Thompson. Miss Thompson. Miss Thompson. Or, Shout out Haley. No, Mel. Mel. Oh, Mrs. Thompson. Oh, that's what Mrs. I said. Shout out Mel. Thanks, smoothies, Mel. smoothies and French fries. That's clutch. Gotta love it. As we're sitting here in mid discussion about okay, great host. Great host from the. Uh, the Riverwood Gallery Studio in Ramsey Thompson's uh, video game room. <laughs> it's an um, art gallery. God <laughs> damn it. So anyway, um, so yeah, so 
we get down there eventually. We find the ballpark. Okay, you may have sound like it is like in Indiana. Right. It might as well be. It was like, Beloit. Like, it's Madison. Like I've went and watched my buddy pitch at Kaskaskia College, which is like a ten hour drive. That's a hike. Mel and I drove to almost Oklahoma to get wilder. I understand in that. Twenty four hours. Like, that, I understand that's that. a hike. I understand that. This Three, is a hike. Two the, two hours and change. <laughs> it's it was it ended up being Christ. it ended up being like four with all the construction. Okay. <laughs> so an afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. For minor league baseball Left at though. Noon to get there at four? For minor league baseball. Whose choice was that? Again, this is ours. I'm not I'm not blaming Beloit for this part yet. The problem I have, like I said, we get there. No parking lot. No parking lot whatsoever. I've played in better facilities and like I said, the MNO is not like the best element for baseball. I've played in better facilities than the MNO. And then there is nothing to do there. Like we got there a little early. You well, went to Beloit. What did you think was going to be there? I don't know what we expect. I expected something. Like you didn't look it up on the Facebook before you went? <laughs> no. We did not look it up page. on the Facebook. We did not look it up for the Olympics. They're never going to have the Olympics. In I Beloit. bet you they've had a person go to the Olympics. I bet, you, I bet you they had a ping pong table, too. I bet you they have at least yeah. one ping pong table there. But, Fuck at least yeah. one. So there was and something I would to go, do. I would go to Beloit and I would own that fucking ping pong table. <laughs> I, think I bet you would. So, anyway, so I say all this, like I said, was not pleased with my experience. But then, to top it all off, uh, a couple of years ago, Barstool made a video, or a, like a, one of their map posts that they always do, worst cities in each state. And Beloit was not the number one. Manitowoc was. More than likely after the whole making a murderer bullshit. But Charlie Barron's, the Manitowoc Minute Man. First, Wisconsin royalty, Wisconsin by the royalty. Way. University of Wisconsin graduate. Wisconsin royalty tours the country doing comedy stuff. Funny as hell. His first initial reaction was to Manitowoc, the Manitowoc Minuteman, being the worst city in Wisconsin, says, quote, have you been to Beloit? That was his worst city. No. So that solidifies my discussion of Beloit being in that, that part there. So moral of the story is... Don't go to Beloit. You're not, you're not going to put an XFL team in Beloit. I'm not putting an XFL team in Beloit. So I think that we should make... This summer, while we're kicking field goals, touring the state, kicking field goals over the place... We should also go to Beloit just to prove that it's not that far. And so I could own the fucking ping pong table there. Like I said, grand scheme things, it's not that far when you put it by that other comparison. The trip that we had to take going through back roads and like small towns that we've never heard of just to get there and then not have a freaking parking lot for a minor league, a minor league baseball team. Spon- Wasn't it a great afternoon with your buddy, though, traveling, leaving right. at noon, being there before the summer sites. We no, we had some really yeah. good time. Waved at the construction guy. Literally, literally leaving through. at lunch and then getting there before dinner. Yeah. Like, no, we had oh, a, it was I'm sorry. Getting a it pissed was a stop good, at the quick trip. Yeah, stopping at some. Um, it was a good. Sticks. It was a good trip together. Terrible city. That's my point. Okay. Um. So that being said, <laughs> all the discuss, all the teams, and all the all the places we could put a XFL team in Wisconsin. Like I said, obviously the main draws are going to be Milwaukee and Green Bay. So we can't pick those two. Can't pick those two. Justin, go ahead. Mine was easy for me. Uh, I think I think um, what I was going to touch on when you were talking about how how blessed we are with um, with uh, all the the minor league entities and stuff. I think you 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 missed one. I think we have some of the best D three facilities 
in the nation. No, uh, without a doubt, yeah. So my my choice is is pretty easy. I would, by far and away, I would pick Oshkosh as a, a place to hold hold an XFL team because the stadium is big enough. It's it's kind of perfect size. Uh, you you hit the Appleton market with the Oshkosh market. The TV market would be still Green Bay. Yep, the uh, Oshkosh Otters. The Oshkosh, the Oshkosh Olympians. Yeah. <laughs> the Olympiacs. <laughs> but I that that is where I would go. Do you I, have I a team name in mind? Well, I I certainly like the Oshkosh Otters. That was pretty fucking good. At top of mind, Ramsey Thompson. Shout out Ramsey. <laughs> All right, Aaron, Ramsey. I'm putting my team in Beloit. <laughs> Fuck you. So we can travel to Beloit yeah. and show you that it's not that far. Wave at the ping pong guys. And we can do the Beloit Bastards. I don't think you can name a team that honestly, but. No. Well. Why not? You say it on TV. If you go by the. The, the literal term, it's yeah. still not a great. You're not going to have a great logo out of that. Some homeless kid or. With the missing tooth. And That's what I'm saying. Like, like the Brooklyn Brawler yeah, yeah. as a kid. <laughs> The Blight right. Brawlers. All right. That, that's better. The Blight Bolts. I mean, the names are endless. Ooh, the Bolts, yeah. The Bolts. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of alliteration there. The Bolts. Double B. Okay. I'm a fan. And we could travel there through all the back roads and stop at all the wonderful quick trips on the way. There was, That was the other thing. There wasn't that many quick trips on the way. That was the other problem. Yeah, okay. Oh, like I said. Ever. Oh, sorry. There was only six. <laughs> like... Sorry, that's not enough to stop. You Trust stop me. I love Beloit's quick probably the quick trip capital of the world i love quick trip there was not enough quick trips in the way to make it worth our while. One you can stop at every half hour and if you say no that's a lie because you can't go anywhere in the state without a half hour away from a quick trip i don't disagree with that in theory because i think you're actually right about that i'm just saying there was not enough to make it worth that trip that we went on <laughs> well you guys don't want to decide to go to beloit no i take full responsibility for that yeah. i'm just saying that once we got there the beloit bolts it the wasn't bolts. that great of a. It wasn't that great. Why don't we start our own? What is, what is their what is their minor league team name? The Bullet Snappers. Well, that's so stupid. The Bolts are definitely better. No, bolts. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with that. They can't even fucking Big name light. a baseball we can just team. Knock off the San Lightning Diego Chargers bolt mascot guy. Or yeah, the they, Los they, Angeles Chargers. We just knock or them off. Like a lug nut bolt. Yeah, you, they can't even name a minor league baseball team. They're the Snapping Turtles. <laughs> snappers. Well, I mean, it's better than the Dock Spiders or whatever. I like the Doc Spiders. I do like the Doc Spiders. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm a Tigers. proud team owner of the Doc Spiders. You back off. <laughs> I like the Doc Spiders. No, it's, that's a, a good it's name. cool. I like the Doc Spiders. Booyah is a good one, too. Yeah. I'm a big fan of I, it. I know a lot Booyah. of people hate that. Ramsey, you hate the Booyah? The Bullfrogs are so much better. I agree, but I, I think love, Booyah is pretty good. When they initially made the team names, like... What was the other one? Old Fashions? Yeah, there was a bunch. It was all like Wisconsin food related. Yeah. That I was like the Booyah was the best. I like what they've done with it. I think that was the most marketable of the options. It's a beautiful field. It is. No, it's BTW. great. No, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Booyah because, I mean, just you can go Stuart Scott Booyah. The Bloit Booyah? Ooh. Don't you dare. Rest in peace, Stuart Scott. Yeah, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. It's, uh, yeah, no, real sad. Um, it, so back to our original discussion here. If I if I'm picking a team, I'm gonna go Justin's route here. Actually, really inspired me here with the D three route. I'm probably going Whitewater. Yeah. Because you're kind of in that Milwaukee TV market still. Same thing. You have got great facilities. Yeah, you're in between. You, yeah, you probably do got the Milwaukee, but you're you've also you're also lingering in the Madison market a little bit too. That's fine. Yeah, you're close. nothing wrong with either one of them. You're in between. That's a that's a good pull. 
But no, so you got great pull. You got you know a lot of you know history for football there. Uh, the white. If I gotta think of a team name, I. I almost think you kind of just go with the Wisconsin overall. I don't think you can go Wisconsin Warhawks. That's really close to Whitewater Warhawks, yeah. but I think that'd be something you could kind of just play off of. Whitewash, the Whitewater bastards. <laughs> You're just really set on that. The aren't white, you? the Whitewater Bolts. Yeah, <laughs> not terrible. the Blade Bolts. The the Whitewater Purple Otters. <laughs> the Whitewater Wizards. <laughs> there you oh, go. There, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah, see, that yep. makes more sense than the Washington Wizards, and then having blue and red and white as their mm. colors makes no Purple, sense. Like, I like the Gilbert Arenas era. Gandalf and as your I'm just saying, we got three really good teams. XFL, where are you at? Yeah, Hit rock. us up. Hit us up, Dwayne. I'm, yeah, shit. I'm going to retract my... Don't don't bring me into the argument, guys. Like I I'll said, this it. is root for Wisconsin intellectual property. Yeah. You're associated with that just by default. So even if even if you say no... Well, if you say no, then Ramsey will just split the money. But you're already factored in. We have I, to split it three ways. I'll be the commissioner. I, think, I thought we were good with Oliver Luck being... Commissioner still of the XFL. So, Beloit, if you're listening, though, yeah. I would love a Beloit sponsorship. Yes. So, if you happen to be yes. out there and you're listening, I'm giving you guys nothing but praise. I think you are a lovely town, and Eric is just a little salty about yeah. it. So, if you're out there and you want me to be your mayor, hit a boy up. You know where I'm at. Uh, if, if, Bel- if somebody from Beloit sponsors us and puts money towards this podcast, I will eat my words. And we will travel down there personally. I Whoa. think we should do a podcast from Beloit. I agree. Where? Quick trip. <laughs> the quick trip in Beloit. Yeah, Beloit. Last time you were in Beloit, uh, 2015. Oh yeah, that's totally enough time to. Yeah, a lot's quick changed. A lot's changed. Like I said, they have since remodeled their field. I, I've been kind of curious. By the way, there is not a quick trip in Beloit. Just do a quick. The closest to Beloit is uh, Janesville. Ah, fuck that. And then, technically, there's South Beloit, Illinois, so it's across the border. But so, that's a quick instant. That's not even a quick trip. So, Beloit, Myers. what kind of taverns do you have there that would love to yeah. be our sponsor? Uh, we will come down there. We will shoot a podcast in your restaurant yes. for free Bushlight. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'd be down. I will I will literally eat my words if I can. Like, I will put them on a cake. I will eat my words that Beloit does not suck if you sponsor us. And we'll come down there and record some stuff. Yeah. I'm in. But, no, there is not a... Quick trip and Beloit. Um, By the time we get there, though. And a ping pong table. Yeah, we need a ping pong table, too, for Justin. <laughs> we'll get our field goals there, too. Yeah, we can, yeah, I guess. We'll, we'll whore out for the money. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> Ram, Ramsey and I have discussed this on more than one occasion. If we get <sighs> sponsorships, and this is all sponsors listening, if you're a business owner, uh, small business, large business, Festival Foods, if you're listening, mm-hmm. we will rep your product with more loyalty than a NASCAR driver. Yep. We'll wear it every day. Get us a hat, some t-shirts. I will get a fire suit. I, I want to see this happen. Business owners of Beloit and Wisconsin around the world. Ju- we need to get Justin Dahl, quick hips doll, fast feet doll, quick wrist doll. We need to get him a fire <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. suit. We got we to gotta lose that quick wrist doll. That you is, that no, that's that is totally, that is staying. You set that up that is totally a different meaning than what it was intended for. You did this to yourself. Yeah. Don't don't you dare tell us that the rest of these aren't supposed to have double entendres. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. No yeah, way. No way. Yeah, swivel hips. But swivel hips is clean and Christian. Absolutely. Okay. I'm a dancer. Okay. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ramsey, you said you had some discussion here as well. So, our discussion today. 
was who is a better quarterback, Brett Favre or Tom Brady? Ooh, I think, I mean, I'm almost, I, I know the right answer for this. I feel like for the podcast, though, being rooted in Wisconsin, I don't think Tom Brady has any Wisconsin ties. So I'd almost have to say Brett Favre. But if we're being serious, I'd probably say Tom Brady. I mean, he's more accomplished, more smart. He's smarter with the ball, that's for sure. Um, to my knowledge, though, he does not cure any injury or illness with uh, Natty Light and Vicodin, though. That's a that's a big Brett Favre points, though. He's not throwing his Wranglers and solve everything with Vicodin and natural light. So Hot tubs. Yeah, he's got natural remedies and it hot tubs and massage therapy. Tom Brady uh, doesn't really like to chug beer either. Like he chugs beer on TV. He rails beer on TV. But he doesn't drink at any time almost. Like that's He's notorious for his beer drinking though. Like from interviews that have been with his teammates, like that's a very common Tom Brady thing apparently. When he parties. Yeah. I don't think Brady parties a lot. He's won six Super Bowls. He parties all the time. His Hell life is yeah. a party. At least six times Hell he parties, yeah. huh? Yeah, at least. So what's it you? Oh, Tom Brady's a better quarterback. We had this conversation today at work, and now Brett, do you ever talk about Brett Favre? I'm like, think how many games Brett Favre lost for the Packers? And no. people go, oh, think how many he won. I'm like, yeah, but. You know, I mean, just his longevity was going to make him due to be the interception leader anyway. Brady's going to play longer. No, right. But that's what uh, I'm going to say yeah. here is just his. I mean, the and this is not shitting on Brett Favre. Brett no, Favre is I one of the love, top. Love Brett Favre. Top quarterbacks of all time. One of. I mean, obviously, Rams in me here. Probably Justin, too, in this category. Really, your first football player you actually probably loved and came your, up your with. Your first football love is Brett Favre. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, this big Brett Favre house. Um, but, no, Tom Tom Brady, I mean, he's more accomplished. You can't take that away from him. Um, you know, it's just, you know, there's it's a 51 other guys on a team or 52 other guys on a team. But, yeah, more accomplished. But, I mean, better system. Um a lot smarter with the ball. And that's not taking away from Brett Favre in the in the sense that that was just his play style, but it wouldn't work now. No, it's Carson Wentz now. I mean, a Baker direct Mayfield. Comparison. Yeah, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield. Justin's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback. Don't get, He just is having a tough go at things right now. I, I do think, you know, a lot of people are speculating out there that Doug Peterson has it in for Carson Wentz in some regard. I, think so. I don't think that's entirely wrong either. No. I don't know to what degree, but there is something. There's there's something there. Something's not right, Phil. Right Where now. there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, it's... a lot of times there's there's an element of truth in every hot take. <laughs> there's an element of truth there. I don't know what the full extent of it is, but there's something. There's something. Something's going on that's not. I I I don't think there's anything going on. I think they're going to trade his ass because. Um, he sucks. Yeah, but he was a top fifteen quarterback last year, and the year before that. The year they, they the year they won the Super Bowl, they were like on par. Like he was on par to win the MVP if he doesn't get hurt. He's he's not a bad quarterback. He's having a tough go. You're gonna trade him to the Bears. I think he's gonna be the Colts quarterback next so year. Honestly, if we look at the NFL and Ramsey, actually, we're having this discussion last week after we got done recording until. Uh, Mel came, told him it was time to go to bed because he had to get up for work in like five hours. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, this was not. This is not an anti Mel thing. It was definitely time for him to go to bed. He was getting kind of cranky, um, a little bit. <laughs> um, but no, like I mean, if you look at the teams around football, look at how many quarterbacks might not be in their current home next year, whether that be contract situation or just needing a fresh start. I think Matt Ryan's going to be playing in San Francisco. It's a very popular destination for him to go right now. 
Or what? Carson Wentz to San Francisco. I had that makes sense up there. I think the most sense probably is Indy, Indy though with Frank Reich. I agree. I'm just saying I think Carson Wentz fits in San Francisco. I don't think Carson Wentz like I don't think he doesn't fit any a lot of places. I think he fits in a lot of places is what I was trying to say, but I don't think there's a really a bad place for him to land. He could be in New Orleans. He could be uh he could be a lot of places really that would fit New Orleans or not New Orleans, uh, New England he could land cuz I don't think they have their their quarterback right now on their roster. That's Cuz we were uh, we were going team by team like Denver. Who, who has their quarterback on their roster right now going into next year like their franchise guy? We went, you know, first if you look at the NFC, Aaron Rodgers is definitely the guy in Green Bay. Um Matt Stafford, he is the guy in Detroit, but I think that Detroit has a lot of incentive to trade him. He's gone. I, I thought, hope. I sure? hope that he should be gone because he deserves better than Detroit. He's had a great career. He deserves so much better than Detroit. To. Um, I don't think Chicago has their quarterback long term. No. I mean, by default, Minnesota does with how much they're paying Kirk Cousins, but he's resigned a two year extension, so he's there till at least the end of twenty twenty two. So, I mean, I think they're paying way more than they should for him. So, I mean, just go through it real quick and. and... What uh, what teams are going to be looking for a quarterback? Well, like I said, the Bears, San Francisco, the Bears, Denver, Indianapolis. With if you know Indy. Phil Rivers decides to retire, the Jets are obviously going to get the one pick and they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. The Jags, the Jags, which that's you know Gardner Minshew is probably going to become the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's just going to latch on anywhere he goes. He'll win you a few games that he shouldn't, and he'll be just that that guy that's just kind of your glue. Great. Yep. Um, so the Jags looking for a quarterback. I think, I think I do think that Baker's proving he's the guy in Cleveland. More I'm and more the last two weeks. Still not sold on Baker. Mm. I think I think he's for sure getting his fifth year option picked up after this year for the next. I two think years. he's going to get picked up, but Baker at this point has had to have everything perfect for him to win games. He has some of the he has the best offensive line in football statistically this year. He has Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, who are top half receivers. Half receivers. Austin Hooper at tight end. I mean Hunter Henry at tight end too. No. No. Who Hooper. they have two tight ends. Hooper's David there. and Joku. Right. And Hooper. Right, right, right. And then Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. He everything has to be perfect for Baker to win. That's not the side of a franchise quarterback. Yeah, but he's doing a lot with it though too. I think. I he's mean, I'm bored. He's not important. He's playing winning football. He's but, managing a great offense, and they're winning games. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think they've lost a game because if of you him ta- yet. if you took the name of Baker Mayfield off of Baker Mayfield, and you saw how marketable that guy was, and how much I how many eyes he's bringing to Cleveland. There's no way. There's My, no I, way I, I'll be honest. Right like I, I love Baker Mayfield in college. If mm-hmm. he doesn't go to Cleveland, I don't give a shit about the Browns. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not anti Baker. I'm just saying that he has to have everything perfect for him football games. I, I he's still not, disagree with that. Like you look at, you look at Monday night. I mean, they did lose. That was not Baker's doing. Okay. They but, won. They were in that game because of how well he played. You look at last week when they beat Tennessee. Baker slinging the ball over the yard. Doesn't need the run game, and granted, it helps. It helps spread the field, like we talked about with Wisconsin should do. It helps spread the field, and allows him to be Baker. But Tennessee's not a great defense either. They're not terrible, Tennessee. But it's not like they're slinging it against the Rams' defense. Like he's not Baker. Like I said, his main problem. You're gonna pay him at the end of his fifth year, and you're not gonna be able to afford all these weapons for him anymore. 
and he's not good enough at this point in his career to overcome a weapon deficiency. But he's also only in year three of his career where he's had four different head coaches, four different offensive coordinators. Like, I I take last year, you know, look at what he did as a rookie year. He was breaking NFL records on par with Peyton Manning as a rookie. Okay, but that's... Take last year, you know, because he was doing it with Greg Williams as a head coach and Hugh Jackson, who is probably the worst NFL coach I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I was talking about this last night. Mike Patton was pretty bad, too. Yeah, well, fuck Mike oh, Patton. We've God. discussed this. But but Hugh Jackson, like, I mean, when you watch the season of Hard Knocks that the Browns were on, which is the only season of Hard Knocks I've actually really watched. Like Never early, watched it. I watched the John Gruden season with the, Ra- or with the Raiders. I didn't watch any of this year's, I'll be honest on that. But the season with the Browns, Hugh Jackson, you could tell that the organization was a dumpster fire. And that's just what they let on TV. Mm-hmm. Just top to bottom was a dumpster fire. You know, Mike Pettin before him was a dumpster fire too, but we just didn't get to see it on TV. What the Browns allowed to be on TV on Hard Knocks showed how much of a dumpster fire it was, and that's just what they're allowing out. And so you have Hugh Jackson. Just truly, the only word I can describe Hugh Jackson in that situation is a stooge. Oof. He yeah, was I... a straight-up stooge. That's the only word I think is accurate. And there's a lot of words in the English language. You are harsh. He was a stupid. He was bad. He was so bad. And I love John Dorsey. I love Elliot Wolf. I love everybody that went there from Green Bay. They just didn't have a handle on it because I don't know if it's ownership or if it was coaching or it just wasn't meshing. You have Hugh Jackson, who, I mean, one of the, not the highlights, but probably one of the lowlights of Hard Knocks this season, was Austin Calloway, who was an undrafted player, late drafted player out of Florida, should have been a first-round talent, got in some legal trouble, mm-hmm. um, and then signed on with the Browns. Got a DUI, no, because he got pulled over and got arrested for having his license revoked. I don't think he, or I think from a previous DUI. And comes to practice the next day, doesn't say anything about it. And Hugh Jackson, his punishment for you know him not telling the truth about what happened... It wasn't, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to apologize. You're playing every game of a, or every down of a preseason game, we're just going to send you on fly routes. What terrible management of your team. <laughs> like, it's funny. It's so bad that it's comical. And, like, I think... Um, I like it. I can't remember who their tight end was at I that like point. It. it was before Njoku. You're going to run your ass off. It, I, whoever their tight end before Njoku was, who was there at the time, his punishment for dropping balls was, okay, you're going to catch 50 balls at the jugs machine. Green Bay receivers do that just as a standard practice. That's not a punishment. We did that in high school. Yeah, you're catching 50 balls on the jugs machine. Mm-hmm. That's not a punishment. That's not like a detriment or a, like a learning tool. That's just, okay, this is, should be standard. You go to Packer training camp, that's not a punishment in the NFL. That's just That should be standard. You have a guy, I mean, granted, it's so, like I said, Austin Cowboy having to run fly routes almost the entire preseason game. It's funny, mm-hmm. but it's not a punishment. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, you know, physically it's, it's exhausting in that sense, but... Not really. But at the same time, like I said, it's not like it's not like it was a real detriment to the team in that sense of, as a punishment, like, you know, fix the behavior. I got a question. Yeah. Do you guys think that Daniel Jones is the answer? In, in not the even game? a little. Not even, We were talking about this uh, not too long ago. Um, actually, about possibly Jordan. possibly be looking for... Because we were talking about this because Jordan Love should have been in that draft. If he would have came out at that point, he would have been a top 10 pick. Arguably the second best quarterback because Kyler Murray went number one that year. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones goes, I think, seven or eight to the Giants. He was the second quarterback taken. I, thought it was, I think it was six. Regardless. Yeah. He gets taken second half of the top 10. Still a high pick. Mm-hmm. 
there was 11 quarterbacks in that draft. Jordan Love would have easily been the third at worst in that draft. I think he's better than Daniel Jones, personally. Was it Dwayne Haskins? I, Dwayne Haskins I was do in that not draft. Think Daniel Jones is better than Jordan Love at this stage. I don't think so. I mm. legitimately do not think so. The, the Giants are probably one of the best losing teams in the NFL right now. And that's with Daniel Jones, who's having a little bit of turnover troubles this year. Colt McCoy is playing better than Daniel Jones. I love Colt McCoy in Texas. And yeah, You're a, also talking about a 12-year vet. Or 15, 30-year vet or whatever. I think Daniel Jones is, falls in know? the same category as slightly above average. He falls in the same category as Baker Mayfield. I don't know, Ramsey. Ramsey, don't, don't you dare do that here. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's not good. Don't do oh, that don't, to don't, Baker. Don't How many do interceptions that. did he throw last year? Doesn't matter. The re- doesn't, like I said, doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It was too many. It was too many. I agree with, with that. Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. I don't disagree with you in the, in that regard of it. But There's, my point being, he's a lot better than Daniel Jones. Okay, but let's break it down this way. There is what probably six tiers in the NFL. Baker Mayfield's not in the top three. He's in the, probably the fourth tier. That's about where Daniel Jones would be. I don't think so. I don't oh, think Daniel okay, Jones is that good. Daniel Jones is five. They're in the same boat. They're replaceable. I like I said. I think Baker Mayfield is the guy who, with the right offense, no, not even saying the right offense because I'm not giving in to you here. Baker Mayfield. Wrong, Baker Mayfield. And this is this is Wisconsin show. Should we probably should wrap this up here pretty quick. But Baker Mayfield is a guy who, with consistency, you're seeing what he's been doing just as the years gone on, in his fourth offense in his third year as a pro. Okay, right. But let's go back to one other thing. Their defense can't stop anybody. Their secondary is terrible. I'm and not disagreeing with that. That secondary is not going to get better if you have to pay Baker Mayfield money. Baker Mayfield's not good enough to overcome a talent deficit where Aaron Rodgers and true franchise quarterbacks are. Well, Aaron Rodgers is also the most talented quarterback Deshaun ever Watson play. in Houston can overcome a talent deficit. He's not this year. It's that bad. So, stats for you. Last year, he threw a 59% completion rating, 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. That's not good, but he Which Daniel means. Jones has better numbers than that this year, though. This year, uh, through 12 games, he is 2,400 yards, 62% passing rating, or uh, percentage, uh, 21 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. So much improvement. Yeah. That's, a, that's improvement. I'm not saying he's not, but he is not going to be able to win a Super Bowl if you have to pay him actual money. That's where you're at. In the NFL, you either have to have a really talented quarterback that outplays his contract or have a really talented team because you're not paying a quarterback. Yeah, but are you are you saying that when his contract comes up that He's they're going to think about to play that contract out yeah, yet? That that they're going to pay him $35 million a year? Dak's going to get that. I think Dak's better than Mayfield is. I would agree point. with that. At this point, maybe, but... Like I would I said, agree with that. I, I think that there's still enough time for Baker to develop into but, something, though. Like He's at, still got two years, of that, two and a half years of that contract, which for the first time in his brief NFL career, he's going to have consistency as a head coach and offensive coordinator and offensive coordinating scheme. But Dak, at this point, can't win a Super Bowl. Dak is not going to win a Super Bowl at this point, and Baker isn't as good as Dak. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying at this point, Baker Mayfield is not going to be able to get over a hump if you have to pay him real money. If you can get down the next two years, great, but that's not going to happen with how Kansas City's constructed. Baltimore's constructed. They're, he's probably the third best quarterback in his division if Joe Burrow doesn't turn out. And I would almost think that that situation is probably almost better because you have a better quarterback. But, they're not paying any. No one's, but Kansas City is paying a quarterback. Right. 
But Kansas City is also not in the division. If we're going strictly in the division, Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be there for the next three years. He's probably this year and maybe next year. Yeah, there you go. There's another team that might be looking for a quarterback. But Carson Wentz would fit in just the Super a Bowl, short drive up the road. The Super Bowl goes through Kansas City right now. Right now in it the does, AFC. Yeah. It goes sure. through Kansas City. And Cleveland is not good enough to be Kansas City. Cleveland's- Salary caps can also be going up, too. Like they they announced this week that it's not even going to really take a hit this year, which they thought it was going to initially. They're not going to take a hit? They have a, they, Obviously, it's not written in stone yet, but they're not expecting it to drop. It's going to be a very minimal drop, if anything. I thought they drop, said right? it was going to be no, they, 20, they, 20 million. On Pat McAfee's show, uh, Charles Davis said that it's not expected to drop. Wow. Let's even talk Buffalo. Buffalo is better than Cleveland is today. I don't know about that, though. Ooh. Baltimore's better. Baltimore was better if Car- if uh, Lamar Jackson's going to take a poop. That's that so game funny. wasn't that close. Baltimore was the better team. So there's three teams right there that are better than Cleveland today, and you're going to pay Baker Mayfield more money down the road. Yeah, but I think the writing you don't have to pay him thirty five million dollars. You do though. That's what that's what the quarterbacks go for now. Right. Well, how he's... much money did Tannehill get? Uh, my, with Baker though, and and again with Baker, he's gonna start somewhere though. That's I think he's thing. making twenties. I think he's making twenties. That's that's fine that he's gonna start somewhere, but you're not winning Super Bowl with Baker. That's and I still think they can though. In the league, that's all that really matters. They're not gonna be able to get through Baltimore. They're not gonna be able to get through Kansas City. I think they I think they could be Baltimore this year if they play again. I sure? I very much think so. They still have to go to Kansas City then. That's fine. Kansas, you're right. The AFC absolutely runs through Kansas City the next. Five ten years, right? And it's not necessarily a deficit to Baker. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, at this point in Baker's career, you know what he is. He's a game. He's Alex Smith. He's a game manager. But then there's nothing wrong with that. You can win with game managers. You can win games with Baker Mayfield. But look at Kirk Cousins though. Yeah. Say, on the same comparison though, look at Kirk Cousins. He made thirty or you know thirty million dollars a year, all guaranteed. He robbed Minnesota blind. I don't think he's on the, anything different than Baker Mayfield is. Yeah, but we're not talking about Super Bowl contenders though. Minnesota was at the time that they signed Kirk Cousins. Absolutely, I would they, say were they were definitely a Super Bowl contender. Not saying that that's a. I think that's kind of what your point but, is, is that when they signed Kirk Cousins to the contract that they did, I don't know if they that takes them out of the conversation, but doesn't help them improve that much. But they they had it, he's better than what they had, I guess, long term. But that's Case Keenum, like Sam said, Bradford. You have to be in the top three tiers of quarterback to win Super Bowl. So where would you put Tannehill? He's probably in that same conversation with Baker and. Jones, probably four, four or five. Four years, $118 million, $62 million guaranteed, uh, $91 million in total guarantees, and an average annual salary of $29.5 million. But, and that's, but that's going to be a different contract than Baker's going to get, though, too. That was on Tannehill's second team out of town. The Browns are going to overvalue Baker. We all know that. Well, no, right. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. And that's where your problem is. I'm not saying yeah. I don't. Well, look how much how much are they paying him now? You know that. I mean, that's a question right there. They might be Dak's contract will probably be Baker's contract. That's what Baker would be asking. Whatever Dak's getting paid, that's what Baker's going to ask. So if you have to pay that to Baker, you can't <sighs> afford that offensive line. You can't afford those weapons. Yeah. And that's what that's Eight what mil. that's what I'm saying. That talent deficit is. You're paying him. Half of what you're paying Tannehill. That's all. That's my so, only. That's all I'm saying. To go back though, third. so as we not were kind of third. To go back to what we were saying though is, if Jordan Love, just to kind of tie it back to Wisconsin mm-hmm. here, if Jordan Love comes out as a junior, he's easily like as a top 
Pat, he's probably the second quarterback to go in that draft. Like I said, I think he is better than Daniel Jones. He's definitely better than Dwayne Haskins. Oh, yeah. And anybody else wow. that was after that, at that point, you know, I think the next quarterback drafted was probably like late third round. If I because I looked through that entire draft, and there wasn't anything really after. No, 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 the no, no, top no. Three. That's and I guess I think he's better than Dwayne Haskins. Wasn't at this it like point. Ryan Finley from? He was yeah, in, uh, 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 the kid from New England, the backup. Yep, Jason uh, Jared Stidham. I was gonna say Jason Statham, but I know that's not. It. That was just a joke they had all off season. It was gonna be Jason Statham. <laughs> but no, Jared Statham was in that draft. But I mean, Kyler Murray is an exceptional talent. Um, but I, I think Jordan Love is on that same. If he hits, what he's I think a prospect. He, I think I'm not a huge Jordan Love fan. I don't dislike the pick though. I think we talked about that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm a big Jordan Love. When I watched his tape, and when he actually had like, because I think after his junior years, when everybody left, all the all the other talent around him mm-hmm. left, um, all his offensive coordinator left, I believe. I think he got a really unfair shake that he still was yeah. a first round quarterback in the sense of the talent, but his senior year hurt. He's but, one of those guys that his senior year hurt him by coming back, and that's yeah, he, that's on him. He's got to have a lot, you know. Then makes people you question his foresight. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but this last draft though was a lot more talented than the year that he came out though. No, right. I'm I'm agreeing. Your top with that. three are probably Pro Bowlers at some point in their career. Yeah, and he right. still was a first round quarterback. So he's a fourth quarterback and with three other Pro Bowlers. Like that's not anything to. He's still a first round quarterback at at this year. Yeah, but, and like I, as you mentioned, like I said, I don't hate the pick. I I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I'll defend that. I I can defend it. Was the right thing to do. But I'm just saying, like, if he if he comes out last year, yeah, I, I don't know if I like the pick. I don't know what else you would have drafted there that would have made a difference. The only ones I can this is purely in hindsight is Chase Claypool got tried, taken up for that on day two, but he wasn't at the time that he was. He drafted. doesn't fit. He doesn't really fit the mold of what we need either, though. No, I'm I'm just looking looking at guys that. If you if you play the obvious game yeah. of sitting here that you look you know, how bad our fucking defense is, it's like. Was there even an answer there when they drafted Jordan Love though? Either that's right. I mean, that's what I'm Patrick saying. Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. I guess I don't think he solves the problem on the defense this year. Either. I think he might make it better, but it's not solving issues. No, 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 no. no, no. And um, that's that's what whole happens. New scheme for now. That's what happens when you pick at what twenty five. That's when they were at twenty. They were at pick I thirty. Understand the pick. I don't like the timing 29. of the pick. I mean. You you just signed Rodgers. I mean that that I think is what has fans and everybody all lopped up about it. Is is we well, just haven't... signed him to a four year extension, so five year deal in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, them. which to to go with that, it's not great in the sense that and now you're gonna sit if you him have for to, three years. You have to sit him for at least three years. I mean, obviously you don't know what the effects of COVID were gonna be, so you don't even have a preseason to see what you got. Um, but Rodgers has a five-year deal or four-year deal, and then you're sitting there like, okay, well, his contract is either going to be up, and Rodgers is either going to move on or retire, or we're going to have to get rid of him without even seeing him play. And and I get it from a standpoint of of drafting him in the first round because you get that option, right, of picking him up. But but let's be you real. You pick that option up. You're taking. You know, I guess. What do you? What do you? You know, you look I, at I Baker's contract. The He's the number with, one overall pick, so you're talking about a five million dollar gamble. The best on a thing, fifth year option. The best way to look at it in my book, though, and it's been said timeless times, 
countless times is the best time to take a quarterback high and develop a quarterback is when you don't need a quarterback. And oh, sure. that's that's been the big thing. So a lot of critics nationally and even Ramsey, I've heard him say it once or twice, is Jordan Love isn't going to be your number two guy this year. And I think that's okay. I'm I think just... coming into the year, that was okay. That wasn't going to be expected, especially with no preseason. And that's okay because Aaron Rodgers wasn't the number two guy his rookie year either. But let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, though, for just a second while we're on the topic. We got he's not he's missed time to injury. I mean, it's not like Jordan Love won't play in three years. The odds of Aaron taking a hit that he's missing a game or two are fairly high. I don't. I I I'd actually want to disagree with that too. Now with the new offense, it's, it's so quick. Yeah. I don't think he gets hit. He doesn't get hit as that's, much anymore. That's still fine. I'm, I'm just saying their odds of someone all the quarterbacks are hurt I eventually. Think, I think the difference in the circumstances of us picking up Love as to when we picked up Rodgers is. Brett Favre, for a couple years, was playing that. Uh, I got I one foot in retirement. Yep. I've got one foot. No, I don't. Back. I don't disagree with that. So, in the end, the Packers had to watch their back. You you've got no sense of that from Rodgers, and and now you've drafted a guy, and at the very least, you know he's going to sit three years. I, the one optic, I don't. You didn't know that with Rodgers. You drafted Rodgers. Okay, maybe he sits another year because but if you, Favre's been in and out. If you even remember with Rodgers though, is there was a lot of knocks on him when when he started to fall. People started to kind of like look at his like you know because he, he should have been the number one pick. Mm-hmm. You know, in retrospect, and he was projected to be either the number one pick or he was going to fall to where he did. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of the the nature of the beast with him in the draft. With Aaron Rodgers, there was a lot of criticisms ahead of the time. How high he held the ball, mm-hmm. decision-making. It was a lot of the same stuff you see about Jordan Love, where if you give him even two, three years to develop and kind of not have that pressure of having to play right away, I think it's a great pick. So the optic I don't like about Jordan Love, though, is that he's third on the depth chart right now. He, As of today, he's the third quarterback on the depth chart. Yeah. And he's a first-round pick. You should be beating all the laser show when you're a first-round pick. And so I, was Aaron Rodgers, though. So was Aaron Rodgers. You, I, but I think, what are the odds you hit that twice? I'd say, I don't, I don't want to say pretty high, because the fact that Aaron Rodgers succeeded is is low odds, just the way it is. You go from Brett Favre, an all-pro MVP, multiple-time MVP, to... Um, you know, another multi-MVP Super Bowl yeah, quarterback. that's very low. But the I odds think of that happening back-to-back. I'm just, I'm, again, I just don't like the optic if you're going to draft a first-round quarterback. Totally and, agree. In today's day. In 2005, it was a different league than what it is today, too. But I don't necessarily know that he got beat out by Boyle. And that that was my next point I was going to get at. I don't know what truly happened inside the locker room. Yeah. So I guess I that's just... Just to write it out. The optic they that's put out. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, that's, that's why I've always defended the pick the most. Is because you didn't. First of all, there was no preseason. There's no training camp available to the public, yeah. so it's not like you could even see and pass. Okay, he passed the eye. Mm. Which, if you look at the kind of the guys that they've had there recently, Brett Hundley, um, Deshaun Kaiser. This is a, I'm a Vince Young guy. <laughs> Big Vince Young. <laughs> um, but I'm saying of the guy that didn't develop. First of all, I want to just take one second here to shit on Mike McCarthy even more. Oh. Mike McCarthy got this huge reputation of being the quarterback guru, the quarterback whisperer. He had Aaron Rodgers, who is by arguably at this point the most talented quarterback ever to play. And then Brett Favre, who was also. <laughs> he had Brett Favre, who he didn't want. He had Aaron Rodgers, who he had a chance to, to draft as the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach in San Francisco on Alex Smith. So, I, you know, I don't even want to hear, you know, maybe he was arguing for Aaron Rodgers in that meeting room and just got Doesn't matter. one out. He didn't want him. 
That's just the way it is. If you look at every other backup who played as a Packer since Aaron Rodgers, who was supposed to be developed and great, Matt Flynn flirted with greatness. He had a couple of really good games. He went to Seattle, got beat up by rookie Russell Wilson, came back, brought them to the got them to a point where Aaron Rodgers could come back in 2013 and make a pull-off appearance. Yep. So Matt Flynn flirted with greatness occasionally. Graham Harrell didn't really make it. He's an offensive coordinator now at the college level. Um, Brian Brom was also actually the pick taken before Matt Flynn. They drafted two quarterbacks in that draft. Yep. Yep. Brian Brom went first. Well, Brom they didn't terrible. think Aaron was the guy at that point, though. They they didn't think Aaron was the guy, and they didn't think Matt. They got Matt Flynn in the seventh round, national champion winning quarterback, seventh round pick with LSU. Brian Brom was terrible. Yep. You look at. I mean, I love Scott Tolzien as a Badger. Wasn't an NFL quarterback. No. Wasn't Seneca here for? Seneca was here for one game. I was about to say he was here for a game. He was here for literally. He played. Well, he played two games. He played the game that Rodgers got hurt against the Bears when he broke his collarbone the first time, and then he played. Started the next week. He played the next week and lasted one drive. You know, we might be the only podcast in America right now talking about Seneca Wallace. I'd be willing to bet that. Yeah. What college? I have no idea. He played for forever. I don't even remember uh, him in college. I, I remember him just being like... Iowa State. Cyclones. Yeah, that's right. No, I, honest to God, he played for so long as a, like a backup in the NFL. Just played everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember him in college. I more remember him for like drafting him in Madden as like the third-string quarterback that you could bring in. and On your fantasy some, team, like when you would some, create a, da- a dynasty yep. team. And you could run some... Uh, not read option at that point, yeah. but whatever. You would run with like what you would do with Michael Vick and Madden where... If you're playing on PlayStation, you hit triangle to scramble, then yep. you hold down the speed button. Or if you're playing on a GameCube, you hit that Y button, yep. you uh, scramble, and then you run towards the first down. If you can run, you th- you run. If you can't run and you have an option as a pass, you click Y or triangle again and you throw it deep. That is a straight-up fucking rant right there yep. on how to play Madden. Old Madden doesn't Old work Madden anymore. Doesn't, yeah. you, if you if you play Madden now and you try to throw without being perfectly set, it's an interception every single time. Every time. Which is bullshit, but whatever. No, Seneca Wallace, by the way, was a fourth round draft pick in two thousand three. I he was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. And he so played there for a while, didn't he? He was there from two thousand three to two thousand nine. He played in the Cle- quarterbacks from twenty ten to twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. And then the year that he played with the Packers, he was with the Saints that year, the 49ers that year, then the Green Bay Packers. All is either off-season or practice squad player. Yep. Saw a lot of the world. He is now... Well traveled. Okay, hold on. One one quick fuck you to Seneca Wallace. Probably He is now great. on the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff. <laughs> so, we see where that landed. There up. it is. So, Mike McCarthy, the quarterback guru. Seneca Wallace. Okay. So, Seneca Wallace, you know, at that point, he was just a veteran guy that was supposed to kind of just be your stop plug for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett Hundley was fucking awful. Awful. Mm-hmm. In every definition, just bad. He well would... below average, because he was talked about being a first-round pick, too, for a little while. Yes, he yeah. was. Yep. Yeah, not good. So you had Brett Hundley, and then you had Deshaun Kaiser, who came off of you know one year in Cleveland. And then we said, now nah, take this cornerback, Demarius Randall, who's not in Cleveland anymore, either. I'm not even sure he's in the league anymore, Didn't is he? Didn't he have some uh, yeah, off-the-field issues? In, I thought he was in Oak or Las Vegas. At one point. He was for like a second, but yeah. regardless. I think he had some off-the-field problems. That... But yeah, so Demarius Randall uh, gets traded for Deshaun Kaiser. That was a straight-up deal, wasn't it? Yeah, they swapped the two players and a draft pick. 
Um, yeah, so you switch them two. You have one year of him being in, in the system and said, nah, 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 nah. We want Tim Boyle laser show, which I can't blame him. Laser I show. love Tim Boyle. She's in Tim Boyle jerseys. Big Tim Boyle house here. But, uh, no, you had this, 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 <laughs> this guy who just. Mitch about that. Yep. By the way, Damaris Randall is a Seattle Seahawk right now. Lighten it up, probably. Uh, <laughs> We're getting lit up. But no, big, <laughs> big F you to McCarthy because, like I said, they said he's this quarterback guru. Wasn't even a little in the grand scheme of things. He had Aaron Rodgers, who I think he got lucky with at this point. Mm. You look at how bad he's coaching in Dallas now, and it just, it's really making you realize how much Aaron Rodgers probably carried that team even more looking back. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, anyway, so where I was going with that. You finally have some development here and a chance to develop a quarterback with a, a, a logistical quarter or coach now, someone who isn't terrible. I, I think that's a big plus. Well, I think I think <laughs> I mean time for development, like not with a a shit development coach. <laughs> I think I think what the Packers need to get back to is. Um... Is is two developing quarterbacks just like and actually drafting, like drafting, and then you know investing a seventh or, or sixth to seventh round pick into a guy. And and, and by the way, Justin, him. I know Ramsey knows this answer now because I've, I've used this as a trivia question on him. Who was the quarterback that beat out Aaron Rodgers his rookie year to be the number two? Oh, I don't even remember. It was he's <laughs> so irrelevant that. This is one of my favorite. This is actually probably my favorite, like Madden backup quarterback for the Packers ever. My wife got it. She did way. really. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she knew this answer. God bless him. <laughs> I don't know. Craig Knoll. Yeah, I was a huge Craig Knoll, but for no reason, other than when you would play a Madden franchise back in the day. I can't believe I didn't know that. When you would play Madden franchise back in the day. For training camp, you'd have to do. You could only pick. You could only do one drill per player. So, like, if you did the quarterback, there was two quarterback drills. You could do one with Brett Favre, and you had to do one with the other quarterbacks. Craig Nall was just so good in those mini camp drills, like the precision passing. Big Craig Nall guy. <laughs> Craig, if you're if you're listening out there, uh, join hit us, us up. Yeah, we will have us. you on the pod. I would love to have you on the show, Craig. Uh, but no, that's that was the guy that beat out Aaron Rodgers, who. Became irrelevant almost immediately. Tim Boyle, if you want to come on the show. TBLS, baby. TBLS. The laser show. All right. So we'll call that. We had our XFL discussion. We've talked some Packers here. I got one one more thing one more real thing. quick okay. to tie to uh, Wisconsin. Okay. Did you guys see that one of the leading candidates for the Illinois football job was Brett Bielema? Former Badger. <laughs> Bring it. I hope so. I Brett fucking Bielema. hope so. Oh, I would have fucking hope ram so. Ram it down his throat. We got to beat the shit out of Lovey Smith every year except yeah. last year. That um, made me smile. We, we beat the shit out of Lovey Smith for so yeah. long. Just another revenge tour. Fuck you, Brett Bielema. Yeah. Take come that on, job. Come on Take up here. That Take job. that job. Take that we'll job. We'll have you on the pod if you want to come on the pod. I'm not having Brett Bielema on the show. <laughs> Fuck Brett So who's on the not on the show list? Brett Bielema's on there. Mike McCarthy's on there. That's really yeah. about it right Top now. Top two list. Seneca might be on there now that he coaches for uh, old Mike. Oh, and uh, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Wow. No. No. I, I, yeah. I don't we know. have the Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week award. If he comes on the show, if he's willing to come on the show with us having that award, 
I think he can. I think he'll have a photo op of him giving somebody a noogie. Or if we he lets and, us give him a noogie. And and then okay. and then right. we could change the face of the person that's given a noogie. My wife's really good at Photoshop, so we can put whatever you want on there. No, go. if if Tyler Hero wants to come on this show after us naming the noogie of the week award after him, by all means, Ty. Okay, so who's on the list? We, this is the official. The official we're never invited list. Everyone else um, is invited, pretty much. Tiago Splitter. Tiago Splitter. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema. You guys have any? Oh, I'm trying uh, to think of somebody. Uh, Danica Patrick. Fuck her. Danica. Danica. She broke up with Aaron Rod- or Her and Aaron Rodgers broke up, and she was a terrible NASCAR driver. That was all, let's be honest, that was it's all for the best. A-Rod. That was all it's A-Rod. It's for the best. I'm A-Rod all for it. A-Rod had big eyes for her friend that she introduced him to. Did oh, you guys wait, wait, see no, this? No, I have not heard this. Justin uh, Blonde. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, oh, yeah. Charlene Woodley? Yeah. Some oh. 25-year-old little hot rod he's, he's trying she to chase down. She was in the Faulkner Stars. Yeah. She was. And uh, the Divergent movies. Yeah, yeah. This is all Danica's doing. Bye, Danica. But not Danica's fault. I still don't want her on the show yeah, anymore. She, oh, I Even do. though she's from Wisconsin, she's not I'll coming on the show. I'll be her go-daddy. <laughs> You're a married man, Justin. I love my wife. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of others because there's others that I can think of. There's, there's got to be some. Like I, I'd, I'd be hesitant to have Demarcus, uh, not Demarcus Cousins, uh, uh, Draymond Green. I just don't like him. Yeah, I don't like he'd him. be good for ratings, though. He would be great for ratings. So he would have to. He would have to. Draymond, you're welcome, bud. I, I'd be hesitant though. Um, Bill, just, Bill O'Brien. Jeff Supon. Fuck Jeff Supon. Yeah, Jeff Supon. <laughs> Jeff Supon. And Matt Garza. They're, have, not, they're not on the list. All right, just to change it real quick, I have a uh, quick question for Ramsey. Did you see that uh, Bubba Wallace is leaving the Coca-Cola family and going and, and going to be a Dr. Pepper guy? I did. Um, 23XI is a great endeavor. I don't think it's going to work. But why do you think it's not going to work? I don't think Bubba's good enough of a driver. Uh, I agree. As of today, and that could very well change. See, with Bubba Wallace, I, I mean, I've kind of come to it's, defending him lately because of the amount of hate that he's gotten, which... No, I love I mean, him. not saying rightfully so. He's brought a lot on himself, but he's also kind of doesn't deserve as much as he gets either. I think it's the, great, I think it's the greatest single business plan a mm-hmm. brand new... Uh, racing team has come up with yeah no it's it's great for the sport Be- sure but i'm just talking because this guy is so marketable right now yep. he's gonna bring the money yep. and when he's completely sucks and, and doesn't get the results that As- gibbs contract with denny's gonna be up and denny can jump in well, and save the program i don't know if you're paying attention but they already have plans to have a second car I'm not sure if you look at their building plans. Right. They, you would scroll through Danny's page and have they, their building plans yep. on there. I believe there there's two cars already in the building plans. I be, yeah. So they're, they're already making a shot for a second car. So Bubba's going to be I'm, there. I'm assuming that's for next year when the new car comes out. So the thing with Bubba, Bubba is a good driver. He is. He's won at almost every level he's been at. He's won at almost every level. I don't think he's good enough to actually compete for a title, though. And I don't know if 23XI is going to be good enough in the time that he's going to be there. To compete for a title. See, I'm By the a... way, I have another guy for the list. I'm kind of going through like the people mentally here. And Damakan Sue is not welcome on the show. No. 
if Aaron Rodgers actually hates him, which he does, like they've talked about their his actual Quit disdain for him. Asshole. Yeah, and Dominican suit not welcome on the show. Okay, go back to your. I don't. If I feel like Bubba Wallace, like you feel about Baker Mayfield. Oh, no, don't. So when I could say in NASCAR right now, I think he's a fourth fourth tier driver. That's got. I agree. Mm. However, those fourth tier drivers can win races. And winning a race in NASCAR today is all that really matters. You have to win one race and you're in the playoffs, right? Yep. And if you're in a decent, fun enough team, you can be competitive enough to advance through a round in the playoffs. At that point, you start getting the Talladegas. Austin you, Dillon. You start, Austin Dillon. That's exactly it, right? Brandon so, Bostick's also on that list, by the way. I'm just trying to think of people mentally here. We, you guys, I love the discussion. I'm just trying to think of people mentally here. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> I, at this point, I think Bubba Wallace is... In a ride that is better than his talent, I don't think it's a bad thing though. I mean, yeah, but I don't you know. I, you're, I guess you're you could say that, but we don't know what that ride is yet. It's I a think... Gibbs affiliate car with. So was LFR, right? But Levine Family Racing was going to year old equipment. Gibbs or twenty three XI is going to be more like Martin Trucks Jr. when he was in Furniture Row. Yep. They're getting the same cars that. I don't. I don't. I think it's too early to say if Bubba Wallace is going to be bad or out race or out. He's in a better car than his talent allows. Because I think this is the true uh, barometer of his actual talent when he's actually in a good car. I'll, I'll flip it. I don't. I don't. I think you got a brand new team that's trying to figure stuff out. They're going to struggle early. And now, you know, I mean, certainly there's races that, that equal it out, like Daytona, that, that is a plate race. And just about any car uh, can win at a plate race. I agree. Any, any car. And, and so you go in. And we talk about Atlanta. We talk about a Texas. We talk about a Bristol. Okay, but let's go. Let's I don't think I don't think that they'll have nearly what you guys are thinking they're going to. Okay, have. but let's roll real quick back. Top to, twenty, maybe. So you talk about Atlanta and Mile and House, the Ovals, Mile yep. and House, right? At this point in NASCAR, there's really only what eight teams that can actually win a Mile and a Half. I mean, it's not like this. We're talking that, regardless of who else is out there. I mean, really, it's gonna, it's coming coming down to the two bushes. Not even two bushes, a bush. Well, you just go by the big name. Yeah. It's Gibbs cars, Hendrick cars. So who can run Mile House right now? Kevin, Kevin Harvick. Harvick. And Denny Hamlin, Stuart Haas, and Penske. Denny Hamlin. Yep. Chase Joey Elliott. Joey Logano. Chase Elliott. Brad Keselowski. Twelve drivers. There's a, yeah. So being a top twelve driver is not where he's gonna be. I think he's going to have good enough equipment that he's going to be competitive enough to sneak away. And I think that's their only goal. I think their their goal is not to run for championships in the next two or three years. I, I agree with you guys. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I'm just really curious, like I said, now that you're going to actually have him in a car that at the very least is going to be competitive in that top 15, because he's going from a, a mid early to you know, t- 22, 23 Right now, where mm-hmm. he's kind of his average finish, it's probably a top fifteen car. I uh, mean, I don't know. I think he's making a jump, a significant jump in equipment and stuff like that. Because you gotta so. think there's four Hendrick cars that are probably yeah, better next so. year. I, I don't. Again, like I said, you have your top twelve guys. Three Penske cars. You have your top twelve. Four guys. Gibbs cars. So he's fifteen after those guys. I agree. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He's in that ballpark. He makes a jump from. Probably I think. From... I think they're on par with like um, front row racing. I think they're above that. They're getting new equipment. So remember, even when you get new equipment, 
all these, basically, if you're not talking about anyone you can name off the top of your head on a big team, they're getting new equipment every race. Everybody else is getting old stuff. Yeah, but is that true in a schedule like they had last year? They're not getting all the brand new equipment every race. Yeah, but they have the funding to have multiple cars. Right. And they're getting the same year cars. So they're getting 2020 cars. Okay. Whereas someone like Furniture Row, well, Furniture Row when they first started was getting Chase Briscoe. two or three-year-old cars or um, uh, Front Row Racing. It's two or three-year-old cars. Yeah, now that you now that you bring that up, that's a good barometer for him to measure himself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like Custer the, and, and, and Briscoe. See, and, I think Custer and, and Briscoe are both better. They might be better as yeah. drivers, but they're not going to have the equipment to necessarily the maintain. Standing. What are you talking but about? What I'm, what I'm, Briscoe's in the 14. I'm understanding. I understand that. Custer's I was, in the 41. I mean, those them are good cars. They're are good cars. I'm just saying, like, they're in that same cars. kind of category here where I think that you're going to, like I said, it's going to be a barometer. I'm not saying he's going to be better than them. I think he's in that same category where he's going to have the Sir. equipment to be in there and his actual talent's going to say, yes, I'm up here. And I'm gonna break in that category, or no? I'm just I'm just a middle of the pack driver. Can we take another step, real quick, while we're talking about racing? It is absolutely criminal that Ty Majeski does not have a cup ride right now. I'd even not say it's a, criminal he doesn't have a nationwide or Xfinity or, a, or not nationwide an Xfinity race. I don't think he has a truck ride next year he has right now. Some truck scheduled. Him and Natalie Decker were splitting, I think. Well, trucks. I know because initially he was he was full time in that forty five. That snowball derby win should give him. It is absolutely immense amount of criminal that he is not racing full time next year. Full time at the at least Xfinity. Like it is NASCAR team. I'm calling you all out, you guys. That's bullshit. But does he does he bring funding? I mean, I mean that's always the ultimate question. It, but Clint Boyer didn't have funding last year. The only funding that Clint Boyer's sponsor brought was Truck uh, Rush Rush Truck Center. Everything else was Stuart Haas. Uh, Alex Bowman, all those are Hendrick sponsors. Yeah, those aren't Alex Bowman sponsors. Those are from Hendrick. Right. I mean, there's a few guys that are bringing their own funding. Bubba Wallace, and that's really why I got that 23 XI ride because he brought all basically his entire own funding was over there. Yep. Well, but that's I, I, that's the point though. I think I mean, like you said, Ty Majeski. Just to tie this to Wisconsin before we wrap this up here, Ty Majeski. He was splitting, or he had his own full time ride in the truck at, within these smaller sports. Yep. Out of nowhere, they just said, nah, we're going to start um, Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain. And then just never started again, never raced again the rest of the year. In it his is. rookie season in the truck, like he was contending. Like I mean, he, I think his best finish was 15th or something like that, or 20th. Yeah. Somewhere is, in there. Absolutely criminal. It is. the. How old is he? 25. 20, 25, 26. He just turned 26. Ooh, he's yeah. late in the game now. And that's what I'm saying. It is absolutely criminal that he he's won a hundred super late model races. So the and he it's not like he's doing it against scrubs either. I mean, he literally beat you know Kyle Busch. He's beaten Chase Elliott, and he's beaten these guys on continuous basis. Yes, he is one of the premier super late model drivers in the country. Like he's, and it is criminal that he does not have a ride. Someone should. Step up and so yeah, someone needs to sign him. No, I, I don't know who it would be though. That's the only problem is like he has to get an Xfinity ride or a truck, a full time truck ride, and actually have the I have an owner have the patience to not just say, hey, you know, you're three quarters of the way through an already shortened season. That he was content. I mean, he would race top ten I mean, at this point. He he. I mean, he's he looks like uh, 
like a great great driver, but at 25, 26, I mean, how marketable think, is he? I think we've come to find, though, that just That's just the drivers, way of the NASCAR world now. Man. Yeah, but that doesn't work. William Byron, so he came in at, what, 20, I believe, was when he started racing in yeah. NASCAR. He, in three seasons, he's had one win. He's competitive, but he's also in top flight equipment. Mm-hmm. Well, the, with William Byron, William Byron took a, such a weird turn to NASCAR. He wasn't like a, even like a, a dirt track guy. Not that that's his fault because he just didn't, they didn't have the money, but he was an iRacing guy. Yeah, but I'm saying, think of all these young kids, though, that are in NASCAR right now that are, have full-time rides that it they're okay. Like Riley Herbst, the guy who replaced Chase Briscoe in the 98 yep. for yeah. Stuart Haas. He's been, eh, he's fine. Like, he's there. He has funding for Monster. That's why he's there. But it's not like he's more talented than Ty Majeski. That's the thing. Like, someone that's get him the in the part. I, I get it. That's the part of NASCAR that sucks. But it's been proven, though, that it's not really worth just getting young right. drivers in. Yeah. People are well, always looking. Everyone's looking for the next Jeff Ward and next Chase Elliott. Those guys are once-a-generation talent. You're not finding. Chase Elliott won the Snowball Derby at 15. I don't know if you guys realize that. In 2011. Well, yeah. What was Bubba Wallace? I believe he started, he was in NASCAR Next Program, I believe, with Ty Majeski. The year that he was in there. Yeah. But it's just, like I said. So he's a promotional guy, and, and I don't think he has – I bet you – I would bet that Majeski has more talent than Bubba Wallace. I don't think you'd find a person here at this table that disagrees with that. Um, I, like I said, I, I just don't know what it like what it's going to take, though. He's had the he had the one season in the truck full time, and that got ended for unknown reasons. We'll say because it never really came out. It's just they said we're gonna go Trevor Bain. Money it has so. to be money, but yeah, it, no it absolutely criminal. It right. Nice. All right, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, you know that we're almost hitting the two hour mark, so we're gonna wrap this up the way that yeah. we usually do. And that being, we're going to say what we're gonna be watching this weekend. There's a lot to pick from. And uh, what we're going to drink this weekend with it. You know, not saying that we have to, you know, necessarily get hammered drunk or anything like that, but uh, what are we going to watch and what we'll drink? Or what we'll root for or what we drink? I'm going to say just Wisconsin. I, I'm, I don't want to. I guess there's enough on Saturday to take a cop out here and just say all of it. Mm-hmm. But if you sit down at, like, noon on Saturday and just don't move from the couch except to get more drinks or get more food, you legitimately can sit and watch TV all day. Badger's playing Louisville for basketball. Uh, Green Bay men and women are both in action Saturday afternoon now. A uh, little breaking news here that's going to not be breaking in the sense because it's, this episode's not going to come out until well after. <laughs> but the women are playing uh, Illinois State on Saturday now um, due to Youngstown State canceling because of COVID. So it'll be Illinois State on Saturday for the Green Bay women. I believe both games are 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock tip on that. Um, Badger football gets to play for the Axe after they weren't supposed to. Now they get to play for the action really to keep their bowl season hopes alive well damn leave something for us i'm i'm getting there okay i'm just saying i'm i'm not specifying i'm just giving you the guys the options that we can choose from i know i'm watching and then pa- badgers Die wrap hard. up no. badgers <laughs> oh, wrap up <laughs> badgers wrap it up and then you got packers at 715 so, so of those choices what i'm going to watch Probably the closest or the most intense. I'm probably actually going to take the Badgers here. Um, just for the reason that I think so much rides on this game. Um, they have a chance. You know, if they beat Minnesota, they'll be 3-3. Three and three. Minnesota will be 3-4. and four. First of all, keep the Axe in Wisconsin for another year. 
Um, big, you know, that's big in and of itself. If Wisconsin wins, I know Minnesota's projected to go to a bowl at three and three right now. Prior to this game, you probably replace Minnesota. You keep your bowl streak yeah, going. I think either team's gonna go no matter what. The yeah. last look I had, so Bleach Report did just their... with how many teams are opting out and possibly, mm-hmm. but the way that it was projected so far with the bowl games that are available is Wisconsin was not going to be in that list. Hmm. Not saying that that deserves to knock off their bowl streak mm-hmm. because well it's twenty twenty and you know they. Didn't have a true season. But the fact of the matter remains is that it technically will if they don't get in. And then, so like I said, you got a lot riding on that game. Uh, What I would drink with that... I'm going to go... I'm probably going to go with a a little favor, winter favorite of mine. Of uh, some salted crown and Sprite. Salted caramel crown and Sprite. Sounds pretty fancy. It's pretty fancy. Pinkies up. Pinkies mm-hmm. up, bitches. <laughs> Ramsey? So I think everyone at the table is going to agree with the Packers, right? No, that's, right. That's kind of, at this point, everyone's just geared in Packers. We're grinding out with the Packers. That's yep. that's what yep. we care about, right? So I think Packers are probably off the table. Can't pit the Packers. That's kind of too easy to cop out. I'm watching Clemson Notre Dame. Oh, you're not keeping Ooh. Wisconsin. Good Trevor Lawrence. Prime time, mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna show out. I mean, he's mm-hmm. pissed off that he missed that game in South Bend. Mm-hmm. That game shouldn't have been close. Fair, and that's gonna be that's bringing some pretty big national title mm-hmm. consideration playoff considerations because mm-hmm. you're gonna have Texas A&M and Florida who are still right there. Mm-hmm. That one lost Florida now maybe two. I think Florida's playing oh, Florida's Alabama this week. So yeah, yeah, Florida's out of it. Are you sure? Yeah. If they beat Alabama, they've got what are they? They've got three losses. Three. I know that. I know they. I know they only dropped one spot, but two losses, and they play Alabama this weekend. Yeah. So if they lose to Alabama, it's three. Florida's out of it. I think that's a kill shot for them. If they lose to Alabama, I'm saying oh, if they beat Alabama. I still think they're out of it. I would take a. I think Alabama still makes it in. I do too, they, but Clemson, I think, is going to boat race Notre Dame. I think, and that's I think a, although, Notre Dame's going to make it again. I think that you, I think if Notre, I, I think it's going to depend on, to Ramsey's point here. This is such a big game for those considerations that if Clemson keeps it close, I think they stay in. If Clemson boat races Notre Dame, I think that drops them out. I don't know necessarily who replaces them, but it drops them out if they get boat raced. Let's be honest. Ohio State could very well drop that game to Northwestern too. Yeah, shout out to Mike Hankowitz, the uh, defensive coordinator. This is um, he is retiring after fifty-one years of coaching. Jesus. But that's what I'm saying. Florida could get in. Don't don't sleep on the Gators, dude. Oh no, I'm not definitely not sleeping on the Gators. Like I said, it's a, it's a long road, but they you, could get you in. You need some chips to fall your way. You, first of all, you have to beat Alabama, which is never easy, just in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You've got to beat Alabama, and I think you have to hope that Clemson boat races Notre Dame and knocks them out, and you have to hope, or actually even if Notre Dame beats Clemson, I think Clemson's out. Yeah. I think I think the only, uh, uh, to be honest, I think the only way the top four changes is, uh, the seedings might change, but I think the only way the top four changes is if Ohio State get, somehow finds a way to lose to Northwestern. And then you have an argument of what of Texas A&M, um, 
It's actually in Florida, right? Those I think we all agree. That's Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not going to make it in. They should. I. That's also they, another discussion of should the playoff be expanded? No. Yes. I think we can talk about that next week. But anyways, we'll, we'll get to that for episode three. Little teaser as okay. you're as you're scrolling through Apple, Google, and Spotify. A little teaser for episode three. Probably going to talk some college football playoffs. Just. Right. I I don't I don't see how if Clemson beats Notre Dame, I could see. Um, Notre Dame drop it to the four seed. I don't. There's no way that Alabama's going to lose to Florida in my mind. So Alabama's going to be the one, um, and and then you'll have to seed it out. If Winner, Ohio Clemson, State wins. Is that are two. they the two? I think if Notre Dame beats, Clemson I don't. Again, I think Ohio State gets the two. If Notre Dame beats Clemson, Clemson's out. Yes, Clemson's regardless. Out. If Ohio, oh yeah, no doubt about if it. If Ohio State loses to Northwestern, they're out. And then the yeah. argument is. I know you don't want to make that argument, but it's got to be Cincinnati and Texas A&M. Coastal Carolina. Let's go. Shot to clears. No. No. Coastal Carolina. I'm on that. That's my new – that's 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 going to no. be my train here this year. One thing I'm going to say. But a dark horse in that argument would that... be if Iowa State beats Oklahoma again, Iowa State is within striking distance. I think they're seven. Shot to clears, baby, all the way. I'm going to say or one thing eight. about Cincinnati. They had the 48th best recruiting class. That's Ford, the thing. I think Cincinnati has a legitimate claim here. Not a 48th best recruiting class. The national title winners are coming out of the top 10. Like I said, I think they have an argument to be there. I don't understand that argument. Yeah, I really don't get what that's a detriment. They've been undefeated. Top tier players go to top tier schools. Right? I don't see what that's to do with the why they can't be in the playoff, though. Yeah. We'll talk about this next week. Okay. You heard it here. Marks that one down. That Mark seems it like down. A... Ramsey is not in on the Clemson or the Cincinnati Bearcats. We'll find out. We'll find out after this weekend. And you'll find out by the time you're listening this. I believe the first round will be played, if not uh, about to be played, uh, when this comes out New Year's Day. So this was episode two of the release special. Why don't you stick around on episode three? I know this one kind of dragged down here a little bit. Episode three coming up episode four special guest coming up not going to get his information away have a special guest coming up episode four by the time this is released though you'll see who it is this has been the roofer wisconsin show the best wisconsin sports show that you've never heard of and the best show based on a tattoo and the best show in wisconsin based on wisconsin for wisconsin and you ask us why we don't know have a great night everybody bye bye bye